and welcome to FamilyCast 79, your FamilyCast for the early part of May 2016. I'm your host, Danny Bivens, and today I'm joined, as always, by James Charlton. You're welcome, as always, Danny. Yes. <laughs> uh, Mr. Kai Shugert. My name is not important. What is important is what I'm going to do. Yes. Don't go to school tomorrow. <laughs> and Cyrus Delaney. I'm really, really hot, but I'm drinking hot chocolate. Come at me. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of unbelievably so when I was putting together the agenda and stuff like that. Uh, I was thinking, God, we don't really have a lot to talk about. And then all sorts of stuff just started dropping. So quite a bit of news to cover, and uh, we have a cool feature to do later on in the show on top of new business and all the you know normal stuff. So I'll tell you what, we'll go ahead and take a quick break here. And when we come back on the other side of that, we'll give you new business. James, how about you kick it off for us today, man? Well, I'm actually going to have trouble remembering everything I've played. I've played like a lot of games. Um, not very long. Each time, each game is not very long, but like a lot of games. Because um, like we talked about in the last episode, the Humble Bundle hit uh, every region apart from Japan. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Danny. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, and I got it. I got in at the you know the the thirteen dollar entry, so which got me everything. Because um, I thought, you know, why not? I don't don't think I had any any of those games, so I was like, well, might as well just get everything. Because you know, thirteen dollars—that's like whatever, seven squids or whatever it is. Yeah, you know, no problem playing paying that. So um, people know what games there were, but like um, what I played, I played a bit of the um, the Sonic game. Cyrus, help me out. Freedom Planet. Oh yeah, Freedom Planet. Yeah. Freedom Planet. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, famously, I hate Sonic and all Sonic games, and I think there isn't has never been a good Sonic game ever. Um, well, maybe Smash Brothers is probably the best Sonic game. <laughs> but um, yeah, I played like the first. I don't know level. The level's quite long. I don't know if it's it counts as a level or a world, but like you know, you go through several stages of, of a level. Anyway, um, yeah, it's very much a Sonic game. <laughs> I mean, I did play the demo that they had, uh, the Nindies demo that they did for E3 last year. Um, I think I played it even. I, I don't know, maybe played it for a couple of minutes. Um, so this was never going to be the game like lighting up. <laughs> the humble bundle for me, but um, you know I played it, and you know it's a I don't know I guess it's a good Sonic game, but it's not <laughs> for me that's kind of meaningless. Okay, sure. Um, it's still you know you're dashing through levels and you you don't know what's coming along, and I guess you in to be fair you don't actually hit you know invisible spikes or spikes that you can't see. Um, it seems to they seem to have got around that problem which Sonic um, has, but it's got you know the springs and the loop de loops. Which I guess Sonic fans like, but you know, it's just you know, it's a it's a Sonic game. It's just not as good as Mario. You know, you don't. It just seems a lot less skillful. You know, you're just kind of dashing forward and hoping for the best. You know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I may go back to it 
or not. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Probably not. Probably that'll be the only 15 minutes I give to it, but we'll see anyway. I, may I, already, feel I well. already have that one on my PC on Steam, and I haven't quite gotten around to playing it either, but I've, I've heard it's good, so I don't know. You're just weird. And it's good. <laughs> Are you going to tell me that Sonic is a good game? We'll talk about this later, James. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the whole podcast. <laughs> I, I need to sit you down and explain to you why you're wrong. Um, the next game I played was um, probably this is the most expensive game in the, in the pack. Affordable Space Adventures. I think mm -hmm. it's like 15 to 20 of you insert your own currency here. Right, I think it's about 20 bucks. In the yeah. yeah it's, I mean, and they haven't reduced the price, you know, from what I can tell, like, ever. I mean, they've, they've pretty much said, you know, this, this game costs a lot. You know, it, they... They put a lot into it, and you know, it's. I think it's a Wii U exclusive. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, it seems to use, so. It seems to use the Wii U gamepad like you know a lot. Um, so you know, I'm I'm sure people know about this. You know, you controlling this kind of crapped out you know spaceship through this um through these very dark uh, kind of this planet you know through tunnels and stuff. And but you have to kind of turn on engines and turn on lights. You're kind of very much hands on. And I think it actually shines, you know, in multiplayer, which, you know, unfortunately I can't uh, do any of that. But, like, you know, when one, one guy's, you know, controlling the engine, the other guy's doing the, the lights and, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, it could be cool. But, like, on my own, it felt a bit, like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's got good... It actually kind of reminded me of The Swapper, you know, which, I, again, oh. I've talked about on the show, you know, the kind of similar atmosphere, and you've kind of got a, kind of a light that you're kind of moving around the level you know, very gloomy atmosphere and stuff, but it does have a kind of tongue-in-cheek kind of humor to it, which uh, which I appreciate, but um, I don't know, it's, it didn't, I, it was probably the game I was most excited about playing, because, you know, you know I, was, I didn't really want to drop the 15 to 20 on it, but, like, you know, I did want to try it, it was a shame that there was no demo for it, Right. Um, so this was kind of like, yeah, I was excited about playing it, but when I played it, I was like, well, it didn't really kind of hit me um, I, I do want to go back to it, but like, I was—I guess you could say—I was initially not as excited as I thought I would be um, mm -hmm. playing it. So yeah, again, I gave that ten or fifteen minutes, <laughs> uh, same as the uh, Freedom Planet. Um, uh, next up, uh, the there's actually a game that was there were a couple of games that were added. Um, a, I think it was a week after the Humble Bundle. They kind of you know they. There was, you know, secret games that were to be revealed later, mm -hmm. and it um, turned out to be uh, Rumbo, which oh, okay. uh, I believe is another Wii U exclusive. Oh, I guess you would call it a Nindy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was another game I've been really interested in playing as well. I mean, lots of people on staff are like really into it, and uh, yeah, but again, it's another kind of very multiplayer heavy game. But you can play this online, which is good, um, and there were people. Uh, playing it uh, online when I tried. So basically, yeah, it's a platform game, you know, the colors change and, you know, whatever color is displayed, you know, that's the platforms that you can stand on. Um, it's very well presented. I really enjoy the presentation. It's very, you know, vivid, you know, vibrant colors and stuff and, you know, kind of upbeat music. It's like very well presented and like really kind of gets you in the, the mood for playing it kind of thing. And they seem to have added like loads of more like modes and stuff since the game was initially released. And uh, they've even got like DLC and stuff, and like characters packs and stuff. They've got like you know the guy from Mutant Muds in there and stuff. Like they've added like 
it seems to have they've added loads of characters and skins and stuff. Um, so you know, it's a hefty package, and you know, even though it, it does look like a very simple game, like if you look at it in screenshots, you're like, you know, what is this? It looks very, it looks really kind of, you know, it looks like an indie game, like a super yeah. simple indie game, but. I first saw this at TGS when we went there, and, uh, mm-hmm. and I had no interest oh, really? at all until I saw it being played at TGS, and I was like, oh, this is cool. This is really clever. So that was in like, the indie booth at TGS? Yeah, like on, in the indie booth. On the Wii U? On Wii U. Yeah, it is, yeah, it is a Wii U exclusive, right? So yeah, you, you can play this, like I think it's nine players. <laughs> is it nine, eight or nine players? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> so uh, so it's, you can get pretty crazy, like locally. And it's got like every every setup you could ever want. Like you could have four people locally and then go online, and have the other four or five people uh, playing online. So you you can do any combination that you want. You know, from like on your own to you know nine people in the same room to you know nine people online or whatever. Any crazy combination you want with any controller you want. So they've really thought of every everything. There's like. You're never going to be like, oh, we can't use this controller, or you know, we don't have enough people, and whatever. There's always a way to play it. So that's, I thought that was pretty cool. Are you sure this is a Wii U exclusive game? <laughs> I, the, I'm, I'm not sure. It has no problem using different controller configurations. <laughs> I, I think that's a feature of the Wii U: is everything must be awkward with controllers. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I could be wrong, but it's. It seems to use a lot of. Well, like I said, you know, it's got like the Mutant Muds guy in there. Well, I guess Mutant Muds is not a Nintendo exclusive anymore, is it? That's on everything now. <laughs> so maybe it is. Maybe they will port it to PC or whatever. Um. So yeah, I I played that like on like on my own. It wasn't as fun as I imagine it would be in a party setting. So hopefully I can you know play with some of you guys uh, and check out the multiplayer. Um, but yeah, I was very impressed with the presentation and the modes and everything. Um, uh, what else? Oh yes, a game that I think Cyrus has talked about, uh, uh, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. Mm, is that, yeah, is that the really one you talked about? I've probably talked about all of them because I really like Shantae. Okay, so yeah, that was actually one of the initial batch of games. Uh, I kind of forgot to mention it. Um, so yeah, yeah <laughs> similarly to the other games, I played like you know maybe fifteen twenty minutes of this, um, maybe beat the first boss or something like that. Um, I've never actually played a Shantae game. Now I think about it, um, maybe I played like a a demo or something. I can't remember. It it kind of felt familiar, but also new at the same time. Like maybe I played this kind of game before, similar game. I don't know. Uh, maybe on the 3DS. Um, but the, uh, yeah, I'm playing it on the Wii U because I've got the European codes, so I I can only play all of these games are Wii U games because um, you do get a lot of 3DS codes in the humble bundle, but I have a Japanese 3DS, so oops, yeah, I can't play any of the 3DS games. I, <laughs> I, mean, I know at least one person on this podcast with a European 3DS. Yes. Oh, you didn't get the humble bundle. I did not get the humble bundle. Okay. Okay. I'll 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 build a hook you up with the 3DS codes. We'll we'll talk about maybe we should talk about that after the show, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, like um, out right now. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, just give out the codes now. Yeah, Z Y one. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 hang um, on, hang on. Let me let me put this in in about a week after I've had time to write channels. What the hell is Z? <laughs> <laughs> so Retro City Rampage is something I I've a game I've been wanting to play for freaking ages, and I've never just. You know, I should have just put the money down on the Wii when it finally came to Wii. You know, I should have just got it then. But like then, you know, moved over to Wii U and then 
I don't. There isn't a Wii U version, but you can buy it on the Wii and then obviously play it on the Wii U. Mm. Like you know, that's just a pain in the ass, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's a game that would look you know play really well on the gamepad, I think. But um, uh, but yeah, this is I think it's yeah it's only the 3DS one, unfortunately. So um, I guess the Wii Shop channel is not really part of the humble bundle. Like they couldn't really make it work with the humble bundle, maybe something like that. But anyway, yeah, Cyrus, you'll have to tell me about that on the 3DS next time, maybe next episode. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I'm just trying to, I'm kind of blanking on any, there's, there's so many games in this uh, pack. Oh, there's, there's Darksiders 2, I haven't, I haven't played that yet. Don't bother. <laughs> but that's, that's like, you know, full retail game, that's like, you know, $50 game, right, you're getting for, you know, a dollar. If you, I if stand you by my opinion on that Oh, game. really? Is that bad? I, I bought it. I love Darksiders 1. I got Darksiders 2, and it's... Oh, okay. It's it collect three things, the game. Collect... <laughs> so it's a Nintendo game. Yeah. It's like, you know, oh, find these three orbs, then bring them to me. You go to the first orb. You must bring me three keys to collect the first orb. You go to the first key. You must talk to the three gatekeepers to get the first. And you're like, oh my god, just <laughs> fucking orb. Sounds like uh, Skyward Sword. Okay, so the other game that I played, um, the 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 last game that I played was uh, Citizens of Earth, which um, may or may not be a Wii U exclusive. I don't know. Does anyone know if it's on something else? Nope. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's it's kind of weird. It's like. It's like Pikmin versus crossed with Earthbound. <laughs> it's like it's very Earthbound, like a, like a modern setting RPG, which you know is, is quite rare, I guess. Um, but you're like collecting all these people to like join your party, so, <laughs> so it's, you get you end up like with like loads of people following you around, like you know like a lot of people following you following you around. <laughs> um, I mean, I so far I've only you know like <laughs> uh, noticed the pattern here. Uh, only play the first 15, 20 minutes, but like, you know, you're getting your mum and your brother on board. Like, you're basically the president of Earth, and uh, <laughs> you've got you've got to like recruit all these people to to your team. And you you fight people. I mean, like I said, it is like Earthbound. It's like you know, you you're fighting these people. Like, you know, it, the, the the fight, you know, the battle screen comes up. It, it looks like Earthbound. <laughs> it's 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 crazy. It's very sharp. It's kind of like you know. Very, you know, high resolution, sharp kind of, um, you know, cartoonish kind of graphic style to it. Um, but um, yeah, it, it's it sounds really interesting. I, you know, I don't usually play RPGs because it's such a, you know, a time sink. But um, you know, this kind of, you know, you can save anytime, and you know, it seems like uh, kind of interesting. Um, mm -hmm. I like the story is kind of it's a funny RPG, which you know I can appreciate. So I'll see how we go with that. Um, the other game that I was kind of wanting to play, but um, unfortunately it's the 3DS one, so I won't be able to play it. Maybe Cyrus will end up playing it. Uh, is Nano Assault um, that kind of shoot 'em up game? And then Danny, a classic Famicast game, Rhythm Thief and the Empress Treasure. Yeah, when I heard that was on there, I, I think it's a great game. I, I, especially if you're getting that for like essentially a buck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Why not? Um, so yeah, uh, that. That would have been cool to have that, but I'm probably sure I will be able to play that. But yeah, that just reminded me of the um, the podcast episode where, and probably you and Don probably were talking about it, right? Rhythm game people. Probably, yeah. Um, I think it's called Samurai 
not samurai pizza cats. No, it was samurai <laughs> something along those lines. <laughs> this is yeah. This is probably what January, February two thousand twelve or something. I think that's when it came out. So yeah, yeah early days of the Famicast. And the last game, which I, I the Wii U game, which I will play probably for next episode, is Sol- Swords and Soldiers Two. Um, okay. I've never don't even know anything about that game, so that should be yeah. interesting. Japan didn't either, and Nintendo decided to publish the original and the second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Nintendo, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and outside of that, you know, I played the uh, Godforsaken uh, Mario Maker skin, that baby metal. Baby metal! Uh, yes. <laughs> Have you bought it yet, Cyrus? No, but I'm still looking at it going, hmm. <laughs> And they do have their horrendous like voice samples in it. Like um, I, I watched the trailer of them uh, playing, and I'm like, I liked this skin right up until they started speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I disliked the that skin, and when they started talking, it made me dislike it even more. Hmm. Um, yeah, they just announced an ice climbers skin as well, by the way. Oh, okay. And yeah, I also played a bit of Splatoon. Um, Warming up wow. for the uh, the global Splatfest that's coming up, yeah. the uh, cos costume party versus formal formal party. I uh, played a bit with uh, Matt Walker, and we kicked some ass online together. That's pretty cool. Our uh, I guess <laughs> yeah, our sleepy dads session. You know. <laughs> our babies have gone to sleep, so let's play Splatoon while we can still keep our eyes open. Uh, game, uh, good times. So yeah, a lot of games over the past couple of weeks. <laughs> Over in uh, brief sessions between, uh, you know, cleaning up baby crap. <laughs> right on. There you go. Boom. Next. Cool. All right. We'll take another quick break and be back with some more new business. Hi, how about you go ahead and continue on for us, buddy? All right, uh, I played some video games. Yes. Um, actually, I Doom? Been... No, I didn't play any Doom. That doesn't come out till Friday. Yeah, it's really confusing because everyone's like talking about, oh, I played Doom, I played Overwatch, I played Battleborn, and none of these games are actually out yet. They're all yeah. just betas. Yeah. <laughs> right, free betas, the best kind. And yeah, it's great that none of them are... Call of Duty or Battlefield. It's like the 90s are back. And I'm just like, ah, I'm having a good time. <laughs> well, I've mostly been busy, like, uh, death marching all over Japan, going to various tournaments mm-hmm. for Killer Instinct. Yeah, how'd you, do, how'd you do with your last one, man, down I, in Osaka? Yeah, I got uh, fifth. Okay. Which is... Well, I, I beat uh, Domi, but then I lost uh, somebody I never lose to, so uh, it's a it's a kind of a mixed deal there. But it was fun. I got to commentate on the Team Spooky stream. I'm famous oh, esports cool. now. <laughs> you guys don't know it. See you later. <laughs> yeah. Did Did we talk about your um, appearance in that article last time? Uh, I don't think. No, I think that was. Uh, was that between episodes? Yeah. yeah, that was right, right before uh, I went to Osaka to play in that tournament. Yeah, I, I was interviewed and mentioned a few times in this Red Bull eSports article <laughs> because 
They didn't find out that I actually only drink monster energy drinks. I <laughs> <laughs> so, do often see you with monster. I've never once seen you with Red Bull. Yeah, monster's way better. That would have been great if they'd interviewed you while you were holding a monster. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, check me out on <laughs> Team Spooky and Red Bull Esports and swimming in piles of esports money. I'm sure the check will come any day now. <laughs> oh, man. No. By the gives or poverty forever. Rest in peace. <laughs> but, uh... Once I got back, I played some other video games. Mm-hmm. I played uh, Catherine. Oh, okay. Yeah, a real Japanese video game. <laughs> it exists. Yeah, like uh, I finally got a big hard drive for my Xbox 360, so I'm downloading the hundreds of gigs of backlogged games, and that was <laughs> the first one I played through. I just finished it earlier this evening. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was fun and good and the most story-intensive puzzle game I've ever seen. Yeah, I watched a buddy play through a significant amount of the game, and yeah, I thought it was really cool. I mean, I never plopped down the money to get it myself, but yeah, from what I saw, I really liked it. This, the style's really cool, the puzzles are fun. At least they look fun. Yeah, it is fun. I'll probably replay it pretty quick. Gotta get all those endings, get those achievements. Is it, is it supposed to encourage um, single guys to go out and look for a girlfriend, or is it supposed to like put you off from ever getting married and, or anything like that? That's a good question that I don't have the answer to. Okay. What I really love about that game is it it presents some of the most morally ambiguous choices I've ever seen in a game. Yeah, they they make you choose uh, really difficult answers about your very personal life in between you know puzzles. <laughs> so that's a little strange. I'm not For sure. For example. <laughs> For example, well, well. Uh, one that wasn't morally ambiguous was, would you date a robot? <laughs> and what what it, and the answers were just yes or no. It was like no and is it fully functional? Question mark. Yeah, they, they've got like there's two kinds of choices. There's story choices, which are really like challenging. You have to really think about which one you actually think is right. And then there's just random in between. Let's poll the internet with weird questions. Yeah, you, and you get to see everybody's answers from, like, the first time they played through. Wow, cool. So, Ty, I'm assuming your answer was yes, a hundred times yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, that's a good game. It's it's fun. I would recommend it to people. Uh, maybe, maybe don't play it with a significant other. <laughs> it might uh, cause fights. <laughs> and you have to finish it by yourself first before you unlock the versus mode. The yeah, mode. like it, yeah. Has, it has a two-player versus mode, like in the game. But is that you where you play? To... You have to play it with your significant other. Yeah, or just whoever. It, it, that became kind of a fun side game at fighting game tournaments. Actually, was Catherine versus mode, hmm. which is amazing. Like shockingly good versus mode, but hidden behind like twenty or not twenty. It's like it's about like eight hours of gameplay to finish the story mode. Yep. There's also three difficulty levels. I just picked normal, and it was pretty challenging. So I guess I'll try hard next. When uh, when I played that game, my housemate, he's he fancies himself good at puzzle games, but he's not at all. Uh, <laughs> he's and good he, at mashing on Tetris Attack. 
Yes, for that's probably about the extent of his skills at the time. And uh, so he was playing it, and I felt really bad for him because I kind of cajoled him into buying it just so <laughs> I could play it. Get wrecked. Uh, so I was like over the shoulder. I was like giving him tips and advice on how to pass the puzzles. And uh, eventually it was just me telling him literally every step to do. <laughs> and uh, But then you get to like the boss battles, and the boss battles are really fast, where you have to like do the puzzles really, really fast or you die. And he, I literally couldn't give him instructions fast enough to finish the bosses. So he Yo, never... yeah, you really have to scramble on some of those. Yeah, he never beat the first boss because I couldn't talk fast enough. I'm sorry, Oh, Steve. damn. <laughs> wow. The bosses are pretty great. They're cool. Like the the cyber baby and the weird butt monster. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just variations of these things, like chasing you up a tower. It's pretty good. You see, with the baby thing, is that like you know, this is what will happen if you have kids. You'll you'll have dreams of right. Being it's, it's a manifestation that, of this guy's fears, right. as his girlfriend is telling them that she's pregnant and they should probably get married. And like, there's this fucking other woman. Of forcing herself into his life, and well, no spoilers, but it's pretty intense. Yeah, it's really, really genuinely good. I highly recommend Catherine. Yeah, is that a, 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 on PlayStation and Xbox? I believe yeah. so. Yes. Yes. I got it on one of the Xbox sales a long time ago, so maybe it'll come up on sale again. I don't even know. It sounds very Japanese. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I know. It, it, but everybody in the game has like Western names. I don't know if it's like that, if you said the Japanese language or not. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the game is fucking called Catherine, and there's yeah, like, yeah. two chicks named Catherine. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they're, like, going to, like, a sushi restaurants and stuff and talking and, uh, and drinking sake, and it's like, oh, yeah, America. <laughs> yeah. Well, What's up, bro? Catherine, ironically, a name that Japanese people can't pronounce because it's got T-H. In Yo, it. right? <laughs> Is it Kasarin or Kasurin or what is it? I don't yeah, know. I played Catherine. it in English. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, get that game. Get in on it. Maybe I'll maybe I'll bring it to the next FRB, Cyrus. Oh, do it, man. Do it. I'd say that will go down awesomely. All right. Uh, all right, and Cyrus, Cyrus, you and me, let's tag team this Overwatch. Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. All right, so. Overwatch, if you haven't heard about it, is the the fun and interesting first-person shooter 4A by Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it's basically Team Fortress 2, except it's only six on six. I think it's not five on five, right? It's six, yeah, on, six, six. on six. And uh, there's about there's 20 different characters, I think, and they're all like these amazing cartoonish Disney Pixar. Characters, except for the one school shooter guy. Oh, God. <laughs> Cyrus, which characters do you like? I have been using Diva. The she's like this uh, South Korean pro StarCraft player who becomes like a mech pilot for the Korean military. And, of uh, <laughs> she's she has like all these esports logos all over her outfit and stuff. It's pretty <laughs> shameful. Yeah. Isn't this like you know the snake eating its own tail here? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> they were even going like they were thinking of putting it as one of the stages in the game was going to be like Blizzard Land, which is like a, a Blizzard Disney theme park. So they they're going mad on this game. 
Yeah, right. the next stage should be like a Korean gaming cafe with like, you know, people passed out on the floor from malnourishment. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But, uh, there, there, there's your... But yeah, the, the game is like split into like four classes. You've got attackers, defenders, like tanks and supports. And uh, so my, my tank character is D.Va because she's got this huge mech which she can use as like a self-destruct bomb. Or from my uh, my support class or my defense class, I use May, like the the weather sign. Thick scientist. anime girl. Thick anime girl. Mm, so she's got thick. glasses. Mm. She's she's the cutest thing in the world. You can't have a thread about this character on the internet. It's just gonna be like nonstop replies. Ugh, thick. Ah. <laughs> mm. Post thick girls. <laughs> uh, I I don't frequent his forums. You can play Overwatch. It's safe. <laughs> Damn it! But uh, but yeah, I like and so yeah, I, those are my main two. The the ice, she freezes everything, and my big huge mech shooter. So yeah. who has Ty been using? Uh, I've been using school shooter, Roadhog, and uh, blue sniper chick. Mostly school shooter. What's his What's his real name? Reaper, Reaper. or something? Yeah. Reaper, like I look at his abilities, I, I it clicks instantly. Like, oh, he's a rogue from World of Warcraft, except with shotguns instead of swords. So, like, I when I play TF2, I like to play characters that run around and flank and ambush, like Scout and Pyro. So he's like exactly what I want, and he has a teleport, and he kills guys in like two shots, <laughs> and he, he's like. The most trench coat listens to corn character ever. Yeah, he's like he's got like a skull mask and he's got these double like gothic shotguns and a trench coat. Yeah, and, and he all... constantly poses with them folded over his chest. Yeah. So edgy. Like all all his lines are things just like die, 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 or This is my curse. <laughs> and yeah, it's but... pretty funny because all the all the people who play him have names like Dark Reaper 277 or Chaos Lord. Like all the names you Yeah, all the names you expect these teenagers, like, oh man, this guy is so dark and edgy. But uh they <laughs> yeah. all play him. And then there, there's like me who just like played him for like his combat abilities. And <laughs> you know, I just go with the theme ironically. So is this game like self aware? Like it sounds very kind of meme memeish. Like it's, trying to it's, trying it's very, too hard. It's a meme friendly game. Yeah, it's definitely having a lot of fun with itself. Like yeah. uh like for example, it's you know, it's a standard it's a big shooter game and like listening to the interviews of developers, they wanted to find like how would they get Call of Duty people to play this because it's it's pretty wild compared You put to in the game. Call of Duty character, Soldier 76. Yeah, it comes so, with an aimbot. That's his special ability. Yeah, so Soldier 72 is like, he's got a machine gun, like a regular assault rifle. He's got a regular rocket launcher, so he's totally normal. Then his super special attack is he gets an aimbot, where he can just, like, he gets aim assist. So, like, you're playing a console <laughs> shooter. Right. And uh, and then his his other special ability is the ability to run. He can sprint, like, in a regular Call of Duty game. Mm. So... So it's like there, and he's the most generic like soldier character. He doesn't even have a name. He's got a face mask, and so they kind of they make fun of a lot of stuff with the characters. That sounds like a character like... I'd honestly like. <laughs> <laughs> There's some pretty fun characters, and like they're they're uh, 
they're obviously inspired by characters from a lot of different games. Like uh, the other character I really like is Roadhog. He plays like uh, the Abomination from like you know MOBA games. He's this fat guy with like a grappling hook that pulls guys near him. He okay. shoots guys in the face, but he's kind of like this biker slash Mad Max themed character. Hmm. He's cool. So Cyrus, someone who likes Splatoon, who would they choose? Um, who would you use as a Splatoon character? I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe actually May might be good for you because she's got like a big chain. Like May is the ice person. She plays like a mage from World of Warcraft. She literally has a uh, ice block. Is that something World of Warcraft characters can do? She she can she can freeze herself and turn her into an invincible ice block for a short. Yeah, time. that's that's been like an iconic move since WoW 1.0. Oh, okay. Just like, like Splatoon. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm not really sure who would be a good Splatoon crossover character, but one of the Weeaboo characters probably. Yeah. Like <laughs> well, when Ty mentioned, to... um, Ty mentioned uh, Team Fortress, right? So, and you know, Splatoon usually gets mentioned in that conversation, right? Mm. You know. So, like this, what this is very Team Fortressy, like 100% hugely Team Fortressy. Okay. Game. Well, if you like the paint roller or whatever, pick Reaper, I think. Or even what's his name? Uh, the big, huge, armored guy with the with the hammer. Oh, uh, was it Heinrich, or was that a different guy? I can't remember. Man, Reinstart? I don't know. He's not a German Reinhardt. Yeah, but he's like, he doesn't even have any projectile weapons. He just has a shield and a hammer. So he's like the super tank defense character. Yeah, it's like he just holds a shield up, and everybody just kind of comes up behind him. So the like the game is, it's, what really makes it stand out from everything I've played is that the characters are wild like they're really really crazy characters and you can change them at any time so like middle of the game you're like oh this character is not working for me switch to a different character yeah. every character has a super move though and if you change you're going to lose your charge yeah so it discourages you a little bit from changing constantly okay a little bit you can still change if you're in trouble the the open beta just finished a couple of days ago and I think that was that was a great sell for the game. A lot of people that I've talked to who had no interest in it at all, like me, played the open beta and were like, I want this right now. I had to bend over backwards to uh, unlock my Blizzard account after suddenly logging in from Asia. <laughs> but I did it. And I got to play for a day. Oh, right. So the last time you played it, you were in the U.S.? Yeah, like five plus years ago. Crazy. Yeah, so that's pretty much all I've been playing. I've only been playing Overwatch. I was milking that beta as much as I could before it was taken down again. Okay. Yeah, I only got to play for a day. I wish I would have gotten to play more. I might, I might buy it. I might hop on with Cyrus and get, we'll get a team going. We'll be esports. Woohoo! <laughs> get those esports bucks going, coming in. Well, that's all you guys, actually both of you guys, we'll take another quick break here and I'll close this out with new business. All right. So, 
I mean, aside from Star Wars Battlefront, which I I honestly play about every day, you know, a couple nice. matches, 30, 45 minutes. Um, you know, I've been... Actually, I think after the last podcast, I, I kind of struggled to get some time into Star Fox, and I did. And then I didn't play Star Fox Zero <laughs> <laughs> until like, a couple of days ago. But you know, I, I did get I did get some more time with Star Fox Guard, which I'll talk about as well. But I think I'll start here with Star Fox Zero, and maybe it's kind of like my closing thoughts on the game to where I up to where I played right now. And you know, I think I'm basically a couple of worlds away from beating the game. But I don't know. It's, it, this game's so weird. Like sometimes there are just moments in the game where things are working just fine, and you're like, okay, this is Star Fox, and I really like this. And then you get in the Landmaster, and you want to blow your brains out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Are you guys a fan of the Landmaster? Is anybody out there a fan of that thing? That that train level in Star Fox 64 is, like, one of the best levels in that game. Yeah, I was going to say I liked it in Star Fox 64, and then I realized that game came out, like, 20 years ago. <laughs> so... I'm not sure what I can add to this conversation. I, I heard um, people talk talking about the weird thing about the Landmaster is that it can actually transform into like a flying vehicle now, yes. which is completely bizarre because isn't that the whole point is that it's a land master? <laughs> a master, yeah, a master of the land. and transcended the land. <laughs> exactly. It's so, being ironic now. <laughs> exactly. With, with the with the new version of the Landmaster, yeah, you can't. It can fly, but it's limited to how long it can fly. Um, well, that's how it was in '64, right? You had like a hover. And yeah. That burned out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah it's, one, I think it's much longer now. Like you can oh, literally turn into like a like a hovering thing, right? Yes, you can get. You can't get obviously as high as you can with like the R wing or something, but you can get pretty, you know, pretty decent height in the air and. Uh, you know, take down some guys. I really like, you know, the when you lock on with the tank, though, you're shooting, like, missiles at things, and they're, like, kind of, like, guided. Like, there are some enemies that I face on a planet where you have to first shoot them underneath, and then they flip over, and then you have to shoot them, like, from above. And if you lock on with the missiles, it's kind of, like, intelligently going after the spot that it needs to, which is nice. <laughs> Especially, I'm still, like, not quite feeling the gyro controls all the time. So it's kind of annoying, but yeah. So that's kind of that was kind of a nice touch, but I don't know. And like I said, the stage I was playing today, you start out as the R wing, and then it's it's basically kind of like this open like field area, and it's like the all range mode. And you're taking down a bunch of enemies, and it feels really good. And I was primarily just looking at the gamepad, you know, just kind of going around and taking out enemies, and I was like, okay, I like this. And then I had to be the tank. I was like, okay, I can still do this. I'm still doing that, and then I, you know, I got to like a boss, and it, I don't know. It just seemed, you know, with with the original Surf Box in '64. I mean, I think a big draw to the game for me was that you can get through levels, you know, fairly quickly. I mean, sometimes there's a bit of challenge there, but it, it's all based on like skill, and you have to do things at certain times and whatever. But I don't know. Sometimes some of the well, this particular boss that I was fighting, it just took a really long time just to <laughs> start damaging him, and then he starts like jumping around and like flopping on top of you and being the tank you're pretty freaking slow so if you're really in a really bad position you're really going to get wrecked do um, a barrel roll yeah so that that type of stuff was annoying i mean i guess overall like i said i haven't beat it yet but we haven't even thing, done one run yet no stuff they're like 2 hours long aren't they 
Yeah, I played it for about two hours. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like I said, I'm, You're I'm that. a world, a couple of worlds away. I think this planet I'm currently on, and then the next one, and then I'm done. Um, but yeah, but, I mean, it's okay. That's just yeah. one like one run through, right? There's there's at least three paths, right? Yeah, but it sucks, and they kind of talked about this on RFN, the most recent episode. But to you're forced on your first playthrough, you can't take any of the alternate paths. You have to go on this predetermined path that they want you to go on, and I don't know. I think that kind of takes away from exploration, you know, in air quotes here <laughs> with Star Fox. I mean, it, that was always kind of cool in like '64 and whatnot, where you can, you know, hey, follow Fox or follow Falco, and you're gonna go to this, you know, secret boss and go through a whole, you know, a different uh, path and stuff on the on the star map. But you really don't have that in your first playthrough. But I mean, I, I get it. It encourages you to go through the game again, but. Man, why don't you just let me do that from the very beginning? Just let me do what I want to do. It sounds like this game has a lot of hand holding compared to previous Star Fox games. If it kind of does. I mean. It kind of does, and on one point, but then sometimes you just try, when, with trying to navigate your ship, you know, with the sticks, and then with the gyro aiming, and then I don't know. It's it's really complicated, and it's definitely not something that Grandma's ever going to be able to play, obviously, but. I don't know. I still prefer, you know, traditional Star Fox controls. I, in in the, in some parts, I, I do get it, and it's stuff and it's stuff that's kind of work out well. But I find myself more to the point where I'm fighting the controls rather than enjoying it most of the time. Um, it's it's very frustra- frustrating here about Star Fox era. I mean, most people seem to be crapping on it, but you know, a couple of people in RFN like it. I think. Oh yeah. I think. And- Famously turned it around and liked it in the end, right? Yeah. But like and, you know that that kind of fake review thing I did like last year. Yeah. Like I kind of went back and reread that and I was like, okay, none of my ideas made it into you know the game. Even the, even the bad ideas that I had, you know, the ones that I was like, well, you know, if it's really like you know the, if they put zero imagination into it, they might do this. They didn't even do that. It's like it, I mean, it doesn't even have like multiplayer. It's not. I mean, it's got the local, you know. Uh, you know, sharing the same ship thing, right? But there's no like. I can't believe it doesn't have multiplayer. It's so it's, sad. It's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I predicted that they would unlock skins with via amiibo. Um, but you know, that's <laughs> that's not a good thing, is it? <laughs> Do you have any of those amiibos, Danny? I have the box one. I haven't. It's up, it's up here in the, my game room that has no games to play. <laughs> um, but with the Wii U being on the big TV that I have in the living room, I just don't have the Amiibo down there, so I haven't tried it out. And, and if this doesn't sell well, you know, I could see they might even skip Star Fox on NX. You know, well, oh, it didn't sell well on Wii U, um, or they might just do a remaster of this one and, and you know change a bit of the controls or something like that. Sure. Um, like they, like they've done that on like Wii like Wii to Wii U, right? The, they've done that with a few games, right? Like uh, remastered them. Like, right. I, I, man, how long is it going to be before we get a four-player co-op Star Fox where you know each one of your friends has a different member of the Star Fox team and you you're shooting shit up together mm-hmm. in like an all-range mode and you're helping each other out and you got voice chat and you're communicating with each other and helping each other out and coordinating, you know? Right. Will that game ever ever come out? <laughs> probably not. If it would, if it would, it wouldn't be under the Star Fox title, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be a third-party game on it'll another system. It'll be a Metroid game. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh right, yeah. Oh Jesus Christ, yeah. Federation. Uh, 
<laughs> there you go. Moving on. The circle is not complete. But yeah, I, I guess, you know, final word about it. it. I don't hate it. In my moments of frustration with my, with the game, like I was kind of talking aside before because it was still fresh, like really fresh in my mind. I'm like, I fucking hate this. I'm never going to come back to this again. I probably will. <laughs> but it, it's okay. It's not great. Not horrible. It's just, eh, not bad. What are we talking about? God or Zero? No, zero. Okay. But with Star, with Star Fox Guard, yeah, I did get to sink a little bit more time into that. And um, for those of you who don't know about the game, Ty, I'm talking to you. <laughs> it's me. I don't know about video games. Yes. You know, obviously, you know, you have these little cameras set up in this little mining facility, and you're helping to guard it from incoming robots and stuff like that. And grippy, slippy's creepy <laughs> uncle with the mustache. Oh, my God. Is this the new Night Trap game? <laughs> it basically is. <laughs> yeah, but um, yes, yeah, so I got to play. I got to play Guard for a couple of hours, and actually, I'm really enjoying it. It's kind of like the secret best thing about this <laughs> new Star Fox coming out on you know Wii U. Um, it's you know it is a little bit repetitive, but you know the basically you just want to keep these robots from getting the core of your mining facility, and then you, you know yeah, that's what you got to do. Wait, and, is this more like Tower Defense or Five Nights at Freddy's? It, it's basically tower. It's basically tower defense. On the gamepad, you have like a map, and it shows like all these different numbered cameras. And then on the TV screen, it shows all these different tiny like security monitors. And if you touch the number on the gamepad corresponding with one of the video screens on the TV, that becomes like the screen in the middle. And then you can control like a gun to shoot these robots. And that sounds like Five Nights at Freddy's, except with a gun. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, sounds you know, like, sounds like Slither the the movie. <laughs> no, no one saw that. Okay. Nobody. But yeah, I don't know. I've been enjoying it. It's kind of fun game to sit down with, and you know, my wife's on the couch too. Uh, you know, her just kind of telling me, "Oh God, get this number," and you know, you kind of switch around. I, I think that's kind of a cool way to play the game. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not bad. Not it's not too terribly priced either. It's like I think fifteen hundred yen here. Apparently, the amiibo is like a. Like a bomb drops and kills everything. Like oh, I haven't tried to track that yet. Yeah. I mean, it does get pretty challenging. It does get pretty challenging after a while, but I mean, you know, I'm just gonna keep trying to play through and uh, maybe try to get through the story mode. There's a couple of different planets, and usually have like three main levels that you play through, and then there's a bunch of different levels that you can unlock, and um, even have like online type of functionality in this as opposed to <laughs> Star Fox Zero. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that looks quite interesting. Yeah, you so can design your own paths and stuff, exactly, right? Exactly, because these robots are coming in on like these different predetermined paths, uh, trying to get to your, you know, to to the core of your mining facility, and you can design basically something to share with friends, where you're designing where these robots go, and then yeah, they can play against it, and you could you know rack up points and. If yeah. they fail, is it is it if they fail, you get a point or something? Something like, like that, and, and if you, the more you win, too, I think you get like some kind of like online, you know, dick waving thing. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's it's such a kind of you know Nintendo don't usually reward that kind of thing. You know, like you know, like somebody failing, you get you know some bonus from that because like you know Mario Maker is very positive. It's like people give you stars, you know, mm-hmm. if they like your level. It's not like if they die on your stage, you get a, a star, right? <laughs> Right, <laughs> that would be very cruel. <laughs> yeah, and, and I just, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I haven't touched the this online stuff yet. I'm just trying to get through the game. 
<laughs> trying to get yeah. through the game. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like what it is in Star Fox Zero 2 at this point. But, no, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's not, like, going to blow your socks off, but it's a fun kind of fun distraction. So. Roll on the next Star Fox game. Yes. If only the Wii U was powerful enough to emulate the original Star Fox. Can't be done, man. Can't be done, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for me, so we're going to go ahead and take another quick break, and we're going to be back with some news. Alright, so, news, quite a bit of stuff going on. I'll go ahead and kind of kick things off here. So, just at the beginning of this week, uh, May 9th, uh, five new Super Famicom games will release on the new 3DS here. This is May 9th. Uh, some of these titles, well, okay, one of these titles were previously released in the West. Maybe it was just Europe. I don't even know if it's in North America yet, but the, the five titles are Super Mario Kart, Super Donkey Kong 3, uh, which is, you know, Donkey Kong Country 3, uh, Rockman X, Mega Man X, Rockman 7, and Contra Spirits, which is Contra 3, The Alien Wars. All of these are priced, you know, 823 yen. Uh, you know, very... Yeah, you know, it, it's cool. I, I'm probably going to get Mario Kart, because... There's a lot of good was, games in there, actually. Yeah, I mean, I remember whenever they first showed the still of, like, all the logos for all the, the Super Nintendo games that were going to come to 3DS, all of them were, you know, top-tier Super Nintendo games that people like. So, yeah. that's cool, but... You know, are these like first like are they any of these games like first appearing on like any version of the Virtual Console? Are they all like reruns? Like you know, they've been on other stuff. All of them are reruns, like okay. stuff that you've been able to get more. I think all of these you've been able to get since the Wii, with the exception of maybe Rockman Seven. Um, so it's like please get excited. We're giving you games we've already given you and making you pay another a second time. Uh, yeah. Please that, understand. Yeah. That's paying just, for ROMs. The double fuck you. Ten bucks a piece. Yeah. But being able to have some of these games on the go, I think it's kind of neat. So. Did you mention that Contra Spirits is Contra Three? Yes. Am I right. Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. Good. That's right. <laughs> and uh, at the same time, they also revealed the games are going to be coming out in June for the 3DS VC. Uh, that's Kirby Bowl, aka Kirby Dream Course. Fire Emblem Monshou no Nazo, something that never released outside Japan. Ganbare Goemon Yukihime Kyushutsu Emaki, aka The Legend of the Mystical Ninja, and Super Street Fighter 2. It's not even Super Turbo. Get the hell out of here. (laughs) At least it is the new challengers, so you do get Kami and Ko in there. Yeah, there was Super Street Fighter. Okay, right, right. You know, uh,. Virtual console is a good chance to release uh, games that have been previously unreleased in certain regions, but they're not going to do it, are they? They've done quite a bit of cool stuff here in Japan, right? With stuff like that, but it's what they need. What they need to do to like get people like Ty's attention is like put games that are like really hard to emulate, or like you know the emulators still haven't um, nailed it. And right. then completely nail it on a Nintendo system. It's like, right. Okay. That would be fantastic. Like, uh, I mean, I think they did do that with uh, what was, was Dracula it X, maybe Alpha Two on the SNES. That's but uh, then again, no. you can 
you can play that elsewhere. You can play, you know, better versions on other systems, right? But like, yeah, that's not a good example. But a, a game like absolutely you can... the worst example you could <laughs> possibly think of because that's like the worst version of that game. Right, right. <laughs> but it's the best way to play that worst version. Yeah, <laughs> if you say so. Well, like, except on a PC emulator, but no, no, that's that's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't work on an emulator. Really? Yeah. Huh. It kind of sucks, but anyway. But yeah, like you said, so. It's a moot point. Well, um, I don't know. Did those, uh, did PC Engine ever get emulated well? Or whatever Dracula X was on? Well, Nintendo 64 is still pretty sucky, right? Like, some games work, but like not everything, right? On Wii U? Oh, no, no, uh, no, you, well, yeah, no, 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 on PC, oh, I mean. PCs? Oh, okay. Mm, it's kind of a crapshoot, right? Is it? I haven't actually emulated much 64 it- stuff. It depends on the game and like that type of stuff. It's, yeah, yeah, it's... that's that's what I mean. No, that's kind of like yeah, old 3D stuff like that. It's it's kind of hard. To, I mean, it's not like anything to do with the, the the power of the PC. It's just like you're just trying to get that because the the Nintendo 64 system architecture was a fucking mess. Hey, put <laughs> the man on the moon or something. Cool. Uh, maybe, <laughs> yeah, but maybe I'll do that. We'll do a good. special report. Uh, in the future on emulating Nintendo 64 stuff. Or like DD, like Danny would be over the moon with that. Like 64 DD, like emulating stuff that, you know, is lost to the ether. You know, things like that. That would be really cool, right? And I, you know, I understand why they release the games that they do. And it's all business, right? I mean, it's like, you're going to release stuff that people know even though that they've had a chance to buy it, you know, half a dozen times in the past ten years. It just makes business sense, but then again, it, it's it sucks because, like you guys are saying, I mean, there there is a whole well of these rare and kind of exotic games that they can put out there that I think some people might want. But I mean, at the end of the day, people probably not enough people would probably shell out enough money to make it even worth it. Which yeah, I, think. I, just I mean, thought, I just thought of it, Danny. What's that? Um, the DD game is it like Photo Studio? And yeah, yeah. Like, Studio I'm and sure all. they could rework it. Like they, they reworked Pokemon Snap. Um, that printer thing, and they changed it to like an SD card thing, saving thing. Yeah, well, I and don't they, think they did that on the Wii U version. <laughs> but like, can you imagine like if they had like one of those DD Photo Studio things, but then they adapted it to use the Wii U camera and you know stuff like that, and you could actually use the game as it was intended. That'd be that'd be awesome. And then like save it as a YouTube video instead of saving it to a VHS like the original. <laughs> Made you do. <laughs> I mean, if they want to make some changes like this, they need to change the, the completely rework the way they do Virtual Console and fire the one guy who's doing well, it. I mean, they, they have done some stuff. Like, do you remember when they added like online to one of those old Mega Drive Street Fighter games? I'm pretty stuff sure like that, that was Sega or maybe M2 or yeah. you know, something like that. I don't think that was Nintendo. Oh, but, M2, the the system of the future. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you know, there have been. A, some examples of where they've gone out of their way to, you know, you know, update at virtual console games, you know. Sure. Anyway. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very hard to find examples to yeah. back that up. Anyway, moving on, this kind of coincides with the virtual console stuff. Uh, at the same time, 7-Eleven and Lawson convenience stores throughout Japan have, like, these new Super Famicom-themed Nintendo prepaid cards, and these are cards, you know, that you just scratch off the co- and you get a code, and you can put it in your Nintendo account. And um, the 7-Eleven exclusive cards feature like a Famicom, a Super Famicom classic packaging, 
which is yeah, I, always... I love that actually that's my favorite artwork i use that a lot in my like um you know profiles and you know uh, avatars and stuff i, I love that packaging yeah that it's simple fantastic. outline of the, yeah the simple outline it was only in japan that uh, that package right they had a special online i retweeted it with the famicast uh, line the messaging service uh, here oh yeah yeah um, i remember that yeah it's really yeah really cool like iphone background or right. whatever else has the same dimensions uh, it's nice but uh, then the lawson convenience stores they're going to get cards that have like pictures of super nintendo cartridges on them and I, I'm assuming that they're going to, because they showed, like, one picture, and they showed a bunch of, like, little, like, smaller ones. And they had, like, you know, the one that they showed out in front is, you know, Mario World. Then they had, like, uh, Earthbound and um, other stuff. <laughs> I just remember Earthbound because it was so distinct. The Japanese, uh, it, it's red. <laughs> it's, like, blood red, and you can't miss it. So. Oh, okay. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, so the card is an exact, yeah, it's just one cartridge. Yes. So it looks like a mini... SNES cartridge. That's awesome. Right. So that's neat. I'm probably gonna. I have 7-Eleven pretty close to me. I'll probably just pick up this card because I get credit anyway. So why not? So. Um, Man, Japanese cart artwork is just so much better, isn't it? <laughs> fantastic. I love it. It's, they've got so much more detail in them. Yeah. All right, uh, Ty. Do you want to talk about this next little bit of news here? That's yeah. More than care, anything. Care more about than me. Yes, Cultisept Revolt. Nintendo Direct is coming on May 11th at 8:30 p.m. Which that's, that's now. <laughs> yeah, it just happened earlier. Yeah, yeah, it just happened like a pretty couple recently. of hours ago. Well, yeah. sucks. I didn't watch it. Uh, you know, some cheeky person wrote that nobody cares about this game. <laughs> Cultisept owns. I have said it before, and I'll say it again. And it's also a game whose history is riddled with uh, region locking and not releasing in certain regions. Mm-hmm. So, so one day, one day this game will be free to all. <laughs> Hopefully, that's the dream. Instead of like you know fucking Japanese Saturn exclusive or whatever. <laughs> yes. Man, Europe didn't even get the Xbox One. It's a sad story. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. The Xbox One? Xbox sure in Europe. The what? I mean the Xbox <laughs> 360 version. Of oh, Club this is like the console. I was like, what? Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, Coldacept <laughs> came out in English in North America only on the Xbox 360. And uh, I've I'm talked about sure. this game before. It's a cool and fun game that combines Yu-Gi-Oh! and Monopoly. Yeah. yeah it, it was illegal in Europe, that's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding, probably. I gotta say, <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! meets Monopoly sounds like one of the most terrible elevator pitches. <laughs> it's so good, though. Hmm. It's so good. All right, well, moving on. <laughs> that does sound pretty bad. That does sound uh, really bad. I'm sorry, Ty. Ty. When, does, when does Cold Super Revolt come out? Who knows? Who cares? Uh, I do. July. <laughs> July 7th. <laughs> Who cares? Thank this Star much. Festival, yay! <laughs> so I care. <laughs> um, Tyus, God, Cyrus, you want to get the next little bit of news there? Yo, so now we're on to the real, the juicy stuff. Yes. So, a new Pokemon game is coming. Pokemon Sun, Pokemon Moon. They're being released in November, is it? Or August? I think it's November. 
know. November 18th here in Japan, I know that. November 18th. So uh, they're coming later this year, and they just released a new trailer showing off the new starter Pokemon. Oh, so, boy. I'm ready for Clown Barf. They've got uh, the three new starters. I can't remember their English names, but the. Oh, I was counting. I was counting on you remembering those. I think the kitten is called Litten or something. Yeah. Right. I don't know. The owl, the grass one is an owl, an awesome owl Pokemon called Mokuru. Mokuro. Wait, they're combining a grass Pokemon and a flying type. This is true. This is madness. It's called (laughs) it's called Rowlet. Oh, Rowlet, okay. It's a, well, I guess like an owl, owlet. A baby owl is called an owlet, right? Yeah, sure. and uh, in Mokuro, in Japanese, Fukuro is owl. That's right. And uh, then the cat, so the fire type is a really cool looking cat. I really like the cat design. And in Japanese is Nyabi. Rest in peace, Meowth. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, right. is this Jibanyan? <laughs> it's like Shadow the Hedgehog meets Jibanyan. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh my god, I think I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> Could have been overwatch right away. <laughs> so so uh, nyan, nyan is like the sound of a cat, right, in Japanese. Nyan. Yeah, nyan. you say meow in English, you say nya in Japanese. And sometimes people call, like little kids call cats like, ah, oh, nyanko, or you know, something like that sometimes too. Nyan like Jiban Nyan in, uh, from... From Yokai watches do you have nyan nyan? Can you hear the nyan in there? That's uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last abomination in this series of Pokemon <laughs> is uh, Ashimari, the the blue the water seal clown monster. It's not a seal, it's a sea lion. Clown bar lion clown <laughs> monster barf. Whatever happened to Sfeel? That was a real Pokemon, right? This is like this is Feel meets Fucking Mr. Mime. It's Fuck me. <laughs> it's called Poplio. Poplio in English? Oh, it doesn't matter, man. No one in their right mind is picking that starter. Apparently his ability is Torrent, so just I guess he just illegally downloads episodes of Game of Zones, I guess. <laughs> and, like, looking at his concept art, his special gimmick is he can inflate, like, water bubbles from his nose. So <laughs> not only is he a Mr. Mime seal mashup, the mashup no one in their worst nightmares ever dreamed of. He literally attacks using snot. It's like... <laughs> it's like a devil's child. This, <laughs> this Pokemon has no redeeming features. It's, it's like in that other Pokemon where that fucking clown Pokemon was like a starter, but, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> Is an actual Pokemon type clown? If you ask me, probably, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think it is. So I was hoping to, to Cyrus. They do, they do have plenty of. They've got like Mime Junior, Mr. Mime. They've got this fucking terrible Pokemon. Yes. And I, I think that's, that's all the clowns. Man, yeah. missing out on the target market there. Yeah. So Cyrus, you also mentioned. <laughs> so you you also mentioned here uh, about the Japanese inter, kind of international trailer. Which, yeah. That, that's the only one that I watched. I started watching the, the North American. I was like, ah, this is boring. Yeah, the, the North American trailer is just a straight-up trailer. There's nothing special to it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just shows gameplay, blah, blah, blah. It's, the graphics in the game do look pretty cool. It's, mm-hmm. like, really... They're really pushing the 3DS graphics on this game. Um, I thought it looked pretty similar to X and Y, but that's just me. <laughs> it just seems like they're pushing it more in, like, it's got more... You know, dynamic camera angles and 
you know, it's... Ah, okay. So instead of being, like, a straight isometric top-down game, they really look like they're they're doing, like, almost over-the-shoulder cameras in some sections. And... So it's like the Resident Evil 4 of Pokemon. Yes, that is exactly what they're going for. <laughs> so we seem to be doing a lot of elevator pitch in this, uh, in this episode. Yes. And, um... Yeah, so the, the Japanese ad was a lot cooler, I thought, where yeah. it's like, it follows this, so it's all, it's a live action ad, and it shows this kid moving from Japan to Hawaii, and... <laughs> <laughs> I have lots of things to say about this, by the way, but yeah, I'll let you go first. We'll let you get your hard-talking your, your hard critique in afterwards, but it's, so it's just this kid, and he moves to Hawaii, and, uh, and he's kind of shy, he's got no friends, so he goes to school, and he introduces himself. And everyone seems friendly, but he's too shy. He can't talk to them. And then the new Pokemon game comes out, and he like he goes to the store and sees all his friends, or the people he wants to be friends with, playing it. So he's like, "Oh man, I can I can do this. I can bond over Pokemon." So he goes and has a great time talking to these new people using Pokemon as his cross-cultural thing. And, so uh, Cyrus, can you remember? Did he have the game already? Did he buy the game in Japan and bring it with him? No, the game launched in Hawaii. That's bullshit. But it never shows him buying it in the store. He could have ordered it online off camera. So this is what annoys me. He's this Japanese kid with a Japanese 3DS, and he he rolls into Hawaii with his mum, you know, probably forced to move there because of his dad's job or whatever. Brilliant. Can't speak English yet. Goes into GameStop, gets his... uh, Pokemon game, puts it in his Japanese 3DS and plays it. No, that doesn't work. No. <laughs> it's fucking region locked. Fuck you. Alright, I'm with James on this one. That's, <laughs> That's fucking, fucking bullshit. Well, it's like, I was, I was oh, really annoyed with that. Really annoyed me. It's like, oh yeah, it's a, it's a game. Everyone can play together. Uh, yeah, if you have the same fucking region console. Yeah. yeah, admittedly, I didn't notice that until James pointed it out and I'm like, yeah, that's actually kind of rubbing me the wrong way a bit. Yeah, I noticed I mean, that. Uh, uh, friend of the show, uh, uh, John Ricciardi, pointed out that, you know, the games are multi-language now, like, they have every language in the game, so you know, if he did have the Japanese version, he would be able to play it in Japanese and, you know, whatever. This is our uh, response to region locking uh, criticisms, by the way. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Just put it in every language. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, it, I, I totally get it. I like the commercial. I did, but then yeah, that part was kind of like okay, that's weird. So in a way, you know, like if, if Danny, Danny, if you if you do get this game, you will be able to play in English on your Japanese 3DS, and you know right. that. Right. I mean, that that's cool. With X and Y, that's what I did. Oh, you did get X and Y? I yeah, know man. That. Wait, you were... what? You can play those games in English? Yeah. Yes. Any version, in any language. You can, you can play it in uh, French or whatever they speak in Ireland. Good at Japanese. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's. You can see it. It asks you when you first start up the game, like, do you want to play? And it shows like all these different languages. It was. It was probably play. in Japanese at that point. I'm like, I don't know what this thing saying. I, I could have swore to God that this. <laughs> just smash the button. <laughs> yes. Also, like you know, as an English teacher as well, you know, seeing this like Japanese kid go to Hawaii and it's like, what's the what's the thing he says to the the American kid? He goes, "My name is like Shohei or whatever it was. Nice to meet you." Which is literally the only thing that Japanese people know in English. So <laughs> it's like he's not going to branch out and say something. You know, it's just like, yeah, that's like you know, lesson one, English that everyone knows. It's like it's the Japanese trailer. You know, they don't want to scare people off too much. You know. 
Like, oh, right. it's only going to be in English. <laughs> oh, I don't want to play it. Even aside from the, the region locking thing, I did think it was still a very cute ad. It was an, I, I like how they're pushing this globalization of Pokemon. That seems to be their advertising trend at the moment. While region locking all While the systems and all the games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that has nothing to do with the Brilliant. Pokemon company. I mean, they don't make that decision that the 3DS is region locked. So you can't really blame them. They're, they're doing pretty much what they can, aside from maybe making a region-free cartridge. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I guess it's worse for things like Monster Hunter, because like, they do actually region lock uh, all three regions, actually, I think, isn't it? Like you Even like Europeans and Americans can't play together or something weird like that? Hmm. Like, um, I don't know, maybe Matt Walker will uh, send us an email. To tell us about that, but I'm I'm pretty sure like even like locally, there's loads of games on the 3DS where locally you can't play together. And, oh wow, that's uh, awful. It's it's really really stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> let's uh let's move on. <laughs> let's move. <laughs> also, Hawaii. Oh, seriously, Hawaii is that you know how original? The, yeah, you know, the only English speaking to that Japanese people go to. Next part, James. What's next? Yeah. The news there. Can I just keep ranting about the Pokemon? No. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah, Splatoon, right, yeah. Do the music, this is your Splatoon update. Boom. Um, so, hi, Squid fans. There's some new Amiibos coming. Uh, Callie and Marie, they have got their own Amiibos, or oh, they're coming soon yes. anyway. Um, so all of you uh, people like Cyrus, who don't play the game, but just collect the Amiibos and look yes. at pornography online with them in it. <coughs> um... <laughs> So basically, it's kind of a bummer because they don't actually unlock anything cool. They basically unlock a sound test. Um, you touch it and then you can watch like um, a concert <laughs> by them. And maybe there's a couple of extra songs. Uh, yes, I'm reading here, they do unlock a couple of new extra songs. But yeah, considering that they're both going to do basically the same thing and you know, it's no game, there's no game function related to them. It's not like they unlock, you can't play as them, you can't. You can't unlock their skins in the game. You can't. There's not like new missions to play in the single player or something. There's nothing like that. Uh, it's just music. So, which in their yeah. defense, if they had added that, like, you know, scan this amiibo, you play as these skins. Literally, every person will be using them. <laughs> well, only the people who buy the amiibos. <laughs> yes. Um, but even worse than actually worse than that, they actually repainted the original amiibos, and they're selling them <laughs> again. It's like it's ridiculous. And the poor Americans, they don't even. There's the the new squid, which is now orange. Uh, poor Americans can't even buy that separately. They have to buy a freaking triple pack hmm. if they want that. Yeah, that um, was the same with the original three. Yeah, thing. The squid was they, never really separate. So they're going to have to import the European one or the Japanese one, I guess, if they want to just buy them individually. Right. Um, so yeah, they, they're exactly the same. I think the the guy is, you know, of um, you know, he's he's got brown skin, yes. um, which I thought, oh, that that's pretty cool. But then the girl is just white skin again, but with different colored <laughs> shorts. So it's like they kind of missed an opportunity there, right? They could have had, you know, everyone, you know, I guess. I was actually talking about this uh, with someone on Twitter, um, uh, a black guy who was, you know, he was really over the moon that they were gonna have a finally gonna have a black amiibo. But and I said, you know, what about the fact that there's no black girl? And he's like, well, they probably did, um, uh, you know, they probably looked at the statistics, and you know, white guys and white women were probably like the top, and then you know, followed by black guys, and then maybe black girls were like 
not even worth thinking about, you know. Maybe it's such a small small percentage they thought, you know, maybe not. Or maybe they're just lazy. <laughs> Who knows? I'd go with that. But I, yeah, I would. I'm not going to buy any of these. That's ridiculous. I mean, I love, I love uh, the Splatoon amiibos and the the missions that you you know you can get some cool stuff from that. But no way I'm buying Kali and Marie just get a sound test <laughs> or all different colored ones. I mean, even if there's three new amiibos, these three recolored amiibos, if they do unlock new missions, like. But I, I don't think they are, for a start. But if they do, I mean, it's just going to be remixes of ones that we've already seen. And just the fact that it's the same freaking Amiibo is just, ah. Oh. It's, yeah. it's it's something we've seen. Like, isn't Cyrus, isn't there another, isn't there an Animal Crossing one where they've done just like a recolor or something? It's not quite a recolor. It's like a summer edition of Isabel. And she is, <laughs> she is wearing a different clothes <laughs> in a different pose. So, same uh. character, different costume, and different... That's inspired. Yeah. I mean, they, they did it with the Pixel Mario, didn't they? They had the you know brown overalls and the blue overalls one. I mean, that was pretty yeah. sucky. Yeah. Gold Mario, silver Mario. Gold Mario, silver. Yeah, that's pretty gold stupid. Mega Man. Gold, gold Mega Man. That's up there with the worst. That that is. <laughs> yeah, that's like orange squid. Orange squid and gold Mega Man. That's probably like the worst offenders. I think. I don't think you know for the squid. I think he's just a cool amiibo. I, I don't oh Jesus Christ! Are you, color. You're gonna buy these, aren't you? No, I'm not. Maybe but, the squid, but that'd be a <laughs> yeah, like uh, like I love the the Splatoon. I'm I adore Splatoon character designs. So the Callie and Marie, I'm definitely getting those two. I actually think their sound test thing is actually kind of cool, and just giving extra music, I think that's kind of fine too. Because Do you remember when sound tests used to be the thing that you unlocked or you like the Cyrus, you're part of the problem. No, no, no like <laughs> setting that aside, it's like by putting missions and stuff on the amiibo, that's the kind of DLC I am 100% against on amiibo. Hmm. That's, that's huge game content that you're cutting by putting on these previously hard-to-find figures. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I, my, my Squid's Inkling amiibo that I have here, it took me like three months to find him. I cycled about 80 kilometers <laughs> trying to find oh, him. Yeah. I just pre-ordered them when they first got somewhere on Amazon. Yeah. I got all three. Like so, you pre-ordered all of these new ones, right? No. <laughs> so I'm I'm totally getting Callie Marie. I I'm okay with the sound test. I I couldn't care less about the recolors. Those those three other ones, fuck those types of dudes. Yeah. Um. I think I mentioned the Splatfest. If we if the music's still playing at this point, um, <laughs> uh, the Splatfest. Um, yeah, I was talking about it with some of my students, actually, and uh, they said that the Japanese one is worded slightly different. They call it, like, a cosplay party. Okay. Um, but in the English one, it's, like, fancy dress party. Okay. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, but, yeah. I'm, I'm team formal, by the way. Me too. <laughs> okay. I'll probably try and check in on this spot first. You know, I could have swore to God they had the same question on Mitomo. It's kind of oh, a yeah, platform thing. It is, it is. It's a, yeah, that's a good point. Thanks, Danny. Yeah, oh. it is actually a Mitomo sponsored, in quotation marks, and <laughs> Splatfest <laughs> sponsored by itself, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo, sponsored by Nintendo, starring yeah. Nintendo. Yeah, because yeah. like, on Mitomo at the moment, there's like the Splatoon event where you can get Splatoon clothes for all your characters. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we talked about that. Yeah, so that's the, the cross-promotion thing. There you go. Okay, you can stop the uh, Splatoon music now, Danny. Thank you. Kicking the Mitomo music. <laughs> no, I've stopped. I've stopped playing. Um, playing in in quotation marks. Uh, 
Mitomo now, by the way. I yeah, I haven't really. I used Rippin to play every day, and I think after the podcast, I missed a day, and I missed a few days this week. Uh, yeah. Until they add like you know something, like a massive content of like you know you can design your room or you can do something like play a new game or something like that. I'm not gonna touch it again until they do that. Yeah. And no one's no one's on it. Like I'm getting zero notifications about you know new comments or anything like that. So. Right. Rip and peace. I'm kind of waiting for something worthwhile to be on the store before I get back to it. Like on the, the My Nintendo store. There's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. platinum points for, and that's kind of all of what I'm playing Mitomo for. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's on the agenda, but they, they just announced that the, the Fire Emblem and Animal Crossing games are going to be free to play. Um, oh, okay. You know, pe- people were debating whether you know it would be their first paid app, but um, apparently they are going to stick with the free-to-play um, route. So yeah, please understand. Cool. Well, uh, next up here on the news, actually, yeah, I read about this earlier today. Disney's Avalanche Studio, the guys behind Disney Infinity, uh, has been closed down, and Disney's really kind of turning around from developing their own games and just licensing out. All of their stuff. And why is this in? Why is this in the Famicast Japan news section? Well, I mean, it, who gives a shit? People don't play Disney <laughs> Infinity in Japan, do they? Uh, wasn't it exclusive at Toys R Us? Yeah, it's still there's a big still Star Wars Disney Infinity section on uh, in in all. Yeah, no one's Wars. buying it though. Oh, yeah, obviously. I think that's kind of the problem. Is why the whole system is cancelled now because of that. Like every every new Disney you know movie animation that comes out, they they make you know like three or four toys from them, don't they? And then in in Disney Infinity. Yeah. Yeah, and, kind of. And then no one no one buys them, and then they they just keep making more of them. So of course it was going to run out of steam at some point. But what's weird about it is like up till maybe two months ago, because even I stopped buying Disney Infinity figures myself a while back, but they like. Uh, Disney were like really full on behind the game. They're saying like, yeah, we've been making strides of this. We've we've got plans for more play sets and like four more sets before the end of 2017 and and all this stuff. And then suddenly, rug is just pulled out and like immediately. So they like canceled a bunch of expected play sets they were planning to make. They were canceled, so they're only doing the currently in production stuff. The good yeah. dinosaur. Well, Toys. there's like the new Alice in Wonderland movie. They're going to do figures from that and something else. But I don't know. Right. I thought this was interesting because, I mean, you know, Toys of Life is a pretty big thing. In, <laughs> in America. In America. Yeah, in and, America. But still, I, I mean, Nintendo yeah. makes a lot of money from, you know, Amiibo in America in particular. And I don't know. Is this something that's going to affect Nintendo's well, business? Well, I guess it is a Nintendo game, isn't it, or in Japan? Mainly Nintendo, Nintendo game? Exclusive. Oh, it is Nintendo exclusive? Okay, well, there you go. I guess it is related to Japan then. <laughs> Slightly. Next. <laughs> uh, Cyrus, did you put this on? Oh, I, I added this, actually. Sorry. The uh, Famitsu Awards. Okay. Everyone's okay. excited about the Famitsu Awards. Are you guys ready? The what who, awards? Who paid to... I mean, sorry. Who earned the number one place? Um, what do you want to hear about? Game of the Year. Okay. Um, Splatoon. This is for 2015, by the way. So I don't Nintendo know why it takes the money them. Out this year. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it took them, you know, five months to uh, 
count up the uh, the votes. Uh, count the money, man. They did it by fax. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess the fax and the checks haven't cleared yet. I guess that's why uh, somebody faxed a check to them. Um, <laughs> the prizes for excellence. Now, these are all based around sales, I believe, um, because Japan doesn't really care about you know things like you know quality or you know things like that. It's just more like how much money you got. It's the same for the music awards, actually, and like the that's why AKB win so many awards in Japan. Um, even if it does sound like you know someone's just scratching nails on a blackboard, this sounds as tedious and painful as the uh, Spike yeah. TV Game Awards. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, at least then they have like a, you know a group of you know like game critics or you know whatever, and they vote, right? But yeah, this one and they're is, all this, wrong. This, <laughs> yeah, they they're wrong, but at least you know they have opinions that could be wrong, but like. This is just based on money. So I guess it's the right. people who vote, I guess, by All right. Names. So, I but, mean, at least it's objective. It just has a terrible name. <laughs> so let's... let's. Well, are there any bad games on this list? Well, Grand Blue Fantasy. All of them. That, that jumped out at me, Grand Blue Fantasy. Grand Blue oh, Fantasy, I think that's a mobile game. That huge so. boat that was at TGS. Yeah, remember well, the yeah. giant boat and the insane advertising they do for that game here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, check my uh, TGS 2015 uh, video for uh, some excessive trolling of uh, the Grand Blue Fantasy booze babes. <laughs> um, but the, I go, well, Metal Gear Solid 5 is on here, Ty, so I guess that sold well enough to be on. Yeah, I, that was a fun game. But, but Metal Gear Solid 5 is right next to Monster Strike, another mobile game, and Shiron Echo Project, another mobile game. Uh, Yakuza 0, how the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Yokai Watch Busters. I mean, obviously that's a massive seller, right? So, yeah. I guess yeah. I mean, mobile games you can't really count downloads because you know lots of them are just free downloads, right? So I guess it is literally money made on you know the downloads or whatever. Right. And then they've got things like weird things like character voice awards. Um, so like, does anyone know Akio Otsuka or yeah, Miki Sawashima? Solid Snake. Oh, it is that Solid Snake. Okay, yeah. Snake won the voice award, and Miyuki Sawashiro won the female one. She's Kami and in Street Fighter V. And wow. And Skullgirls. Cyrus is paying his salary here for being on the Famicast. Um, <laughs> movement Award. I have no fucking idea what that means. Motion uh, capture? Token or? Rambu Online. Uh, I guess that's not... Yeah, that's not... is cashed out, I'm afraid. <laughs> Um, I'm quite happy with the next one. Innovation Award, Splatoon and Mario Maker, double win for that. That's fantastic. Um, best Hit, um, maybe Best Hit is the most selling, I don't know. Monster Hunter Generations won that. Monster Hunter Kurosu, mm -hmm. as it's known here. And then you've got things like Favorite App. Uh, favorite, I mean, what the fuck, Favorite? What does, <laughs> what does that mean? I favorite mean, app, yeah. Most yeah. stars on the App Store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Puzzle and Dragons won it, of course, because yeah. everyone in Japan and their grandma plays Puzzle and Dragons. Yeah. And then the Rookie Award, um, it's kind of weird, but, you know, Splatoon is on there, maybe because, you know, all the team is all, like, you know, rookies, you know, the new guys. Um, I, I, I guessed Rookie was, like, you know, the first in a series kind of thing. Yeah, it could be that. Yeah, it could be that, too. The rest of them, they're just like, well, Dragon's Dogma Online. Uh, whatever. Uh, best, uh, best character, Snake. So I guess um, Akio Otsuka was happy that night, the character that he plays. <laughs> Sorry, uh, uh, 
Keith uh, Sutherland obviously doesn't get a mention in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> no, not since he stopped doing the calorie mate commercials. Because <laughs> if you think about it, he, Snake neither looks nor sounds like Keith Sutherland in Japan. So it's like he's literally probably no one actually knows that <laughs> he is, right? I, I thought they kind of modeled his face after Keith for Sutherland a little bit. Yeah, but no one could tell that. Like, yeah. When, when, have you ever taught, um, like, uh, people about like Toy Stories, like oh yeah, Tom Tom Hanks, and does the voice for Woody, and and they go, Whoa! you know, in Japan, it's like, well yeah, it's kind of like his face is modeled on Tom Hanks, and they go, what, you know, they have no idea. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of funny. Uh-huh. Um, Best Game Maker Award, Square Enix. So Square Enix, obviously a Japanese publisher in Japan, paying lots of money. Have they released yeah. any game in like the last five years? Yeah. I mean, Have they released a good game? I mean, yeah. Have, this is talking about just publishing or actually like developing something. Like even with Bravely Second, they weren't even really developing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, they had like somebody else develop it and they paid for it. <laughs> you know, probably. So, but you know, there's a good ending to it because, like, you know, we've been shitting all over these awards, but like the end, they gave the most valuable P MVP, or most valuable publisher, most valuable person. I don't know <laughs> to uh, Hideo Kojima. So, oh. Wow. So I mean, it's you could see that as kind of controversial in a way. You know, it's not a very Japanese it's not thing. A very Japanese thing to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, Konami. I mean, did Konami pay for any of these games? Are there any? Kon- There's no Konami games on this oh, list, right? Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Is Monster Strike uh, Konami? I. Hmm. I guess I yeah. Maybe maybe this this is a kind of fuck you to Konami. Like they put Metal Gear Five on there, but then you know they've got um, the uh, give them MVP award to Hideo Kojima, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. yeah, what the hell is going on at Konami? Seems like they're trying really hard to get out of video games and out of business and kill <laughs> and want to kill themselves. I don't know. Well, you know, I we talked about this before. This we have like, many times. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was rhetorical. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. They'll they'll stick with the mobile versions of Power Pro Baseball and until the end of time. There you go. So that's the Famitsu Awards. Please understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That baseball game. <laughs> We're going to talk about that one, all right. Yeah, we are. Uh, before that, we have two other little bits of news here. I'll just kind of rattle off here real quick. Uh, just as of today, there's a demo for Yakuten Saiban 6, Ace Attorney 6 on 3DS. I haven't downloaded it yet myself, but I wonder, Ty, if this is what we played at TGS last year. Oh, That was God. last year, wasn't it? Yeah, anyway. last year, TDS. Yeah. Anyway, it, the game releases in Japan on June 9th, so it's coming up here pretty quickly, less than a month away. Uh, coming out the same day as Ace Attorney are two new 3DS LL, a.k.a. XL, color variations uh, coming to Japan same day, June 12th or June 9th. Uh, there's a lime cross black, lime green cross <laughs> black system, and a pink cross white and uh, if you look at your phone, you can see a picture of that right now. Uh, we know the standard price, 20,340 yen, including tax. Is green does look pretty cool. The green black one looks great. Do these kind of look like Splatoon colors? Do yeah, like, yeah, I thought that, actually. Yeah. yeah, actually, yeah. So you can play the Splatoon game on your 3DS. Like, yeah. if I didn't have a Japanese 3DS, that lime and black one is really, really nice. Yeah. I really want to get the... They have, like, a really cool uh, Mario Maker one. Ironically, <laughs> I mean, not an XL. It's like the the smaller right. size one, but it looks really cool. I mean, but anyway, 
So I guess to close out new... Um, Amazon Japan are doing a deal where you get a free USB charger with these. So oh, okay. That's if nice. people want to do that, if you live in Japan, go ahead. Mm-hmm. You have James' permission. Yeah. <laughs> you may buy it. Yes. So uh, to close us out with the news, we're going to go ahead and move on to the charts, and Ty is going to help us out here. That's right. I am. For the record here, too, this is for the week from April 25th to May 1st, the most recent data we had at this particular point. And let's go ahead and start with software, Ty. All right. Here are the delicious software numbers. Wow. Hold on to your butts because there's a lot of new stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a lot of the same new stuff. Over <laughs> new. Let's put new in quotes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Well, number 10, drumroll, Super Mario Maker. Woo. Not quite 10,000 for the week. 860,000 to date, coming up on a million. Will it reach a million? Maybe. Before the Wii U dies next year? I hope so. Probably. Maybe. <laughs> Probably. Yes. Next we have uh, One Piece Burning Blood. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I can see a pattern here on this uh, top ten. Wait, is the That's... game called One Piece Burning Blood Twice? Because that's a very Japanese-sounding name. <laughs> it is, but that's be. not the name. It's Burning Blood, and it's on PS4, and then it's on Vita. Notice how there are separate releases, and you know people are buying them separately. Do you think it's like cross-buy? No. Is this this thing as cross-buy in Japan? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, this is the same. Like, if there's a Madden game on PS4, and if they still make them on Vita they would sell them separately. They wouldn't do a cross-buy with something like that. Well, especially in Japan, right? Well, like, yeah, but I'm saying, like, for... They, it's interesting, <laughs> like, digital download-only type of stuff, not like a full retail release, typically. We, we need to find that out, actually, because, you know, from the... <laughs> from pretty much every episode now, I've said something along these lines, like, you know, Japanese people spending a lot of money on shit. But, like, it'd be interesting if there are any cross-buy examples in Japan. I would hope I'm there sh- would be at least I'm one. I'm sure there probably are. Just not with like a regular retail type of game. Probably in the West is more, right? Like, uh, yeah, I wonder if any of the Japanese Minecraft releases have been crossed by. Yeah. Doubt it. So, I mean, the Vita version is called, you know, Vita version, right. <laughs> specifically. So. Yeah, okay. I, I know that PS Plus and things like that, they're very different in Japan, aren't they? Like, mm-hmm. you get a lot less or whatever, different stuff. Or stuff that you don't want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, well... After One Piece, we have Dragon Quest Monsters, colon, Joker 3. Brilliant. Still hanging in there. Half a mil. Yeah. Yeah. Dragon Quest, it prints money. Then we have number six, Star Ocean. Integrity and Faithlessness. Star Ocean, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know they were still making Star Ocean games. Right? That's an RPG, right? Yeah. yeah, I haven't played it, but it's definitely an RPG. Yeah, I'm surprised this isn't just on something on mobile. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Well, this is on PS3. Yeah. <laughs> and it's new. <laughs> what? I love that. I love that. Uh, Japan. I, I want to see what went on behind the scenes in that game's development. <laughs> How about right, because Japan. no one's buying consoles in Japan anymore? Let's put it on the best... Right, like my first guess would be it's a game that like kept got, getting pushed back, and it was like, oh, now or never. <laughs> yeah, ten years later. But yeah, it's uh, <laughs> this week. Well, 
two weeks before we recorded this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but 20000 in a week, not bad. Not bad at all. All right, next we have a Yokai Sangokushi. That, that was like number one for like two right. weeks, was it? Yeah, yeah like maybe about a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, half a million to date. Who cares, really? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you like Yokai Watch or something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Next, for four, three, and two, we have Jikyo Power Pro Baseball. Or is it Power Pro Yaku? It's probably Yaku. Yeah, 2016. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, PS3, Vita, and PS4. <laughs> yeah. PS4 is at the number two, though. They're the highest of the three, so... Yeah, mm-hmm. PS4, 100,000, Vita, 85,000, mm-hmm. uh, PS3, 56,000. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you put all those together, That's those are some pretty fucking impressive numbers, let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baseball. I, I've never played Power Pro, but I did play Power Pro in the, the crossover fighting game. Oh. <laughs> Are you these know, the little cute guys? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Back in the in the Wii era, they released a Power Pro game, maybe a couple in the West using the MLB license. And they did? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought it. And, wow. Um, it's cool. I mean, it's... Yo, uh, play that again. Do, do like a mini review because I want to hear about it. Well, I really wish I could. That was one of my games that are, are gone forever. Oh, gone um, away on Little Angel Wings. Yeah, to a pawn shop somewhere. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. The only baseball I, I, game I've ever played is like on Wii Sports. Ah. <laughs> this is a little bit more involved than what you'd find on Wii Sports because you actually have to do the fielding. It's not well. I think you could probably turn it on automatic fielding, but it's still. I mean, it, it, what what's really cool about these games? I haven't played one since like 2008, but <laughs> what was really cool about these games is the, the simplicity. I mean, they're really simple, as in something you might have played on like the SNES or um, NES back in the day. There's nothing like crazy simulation style about it. It's just sometimes crazy stories with the characters and stuff like that too. Well, Danny, get cracking on that DMT World Fighters. You can play as Power Pro in that yeah, game. Yeah, I, I need to do that. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have fun. Yes. Alright, that takes care of 4, 3, and 2. So number 1 is Kirby. Robobo Planet. A fine anime, if ever there was one. Seriously, I'm still angry there's no like power armor Kirby amiibo. Oh, God, I have a story here, actually. So, I've actually, I've told a similar story on the Famicast before. Like, my son excitedly running towards me as I walk in the door is like, Daddy, Daddy, I've got you a present. And uh, I think last, last time it was Dr. Mario, random. Like, right. I'd literally never. literally never mentioned Dr. Mario once to him. But anyway, so same thing happened again <laughs> three, three or four days ago. Walk in the door, Daddy, Daddy, I got you a present. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Uh, I, mean, I mean, yay, thank you. It got me... Uh, he got me the Robo, Kirby Robo Amiibo, the one that was sitting on the star. And as, oh. again, literally, I we'd never talked about Kirby. I, I, I don't think I've really told him much about Kirby because yeah, I don't know really huge fan of Kirby. But anyway, and so I'm sat here with a, 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 a Amiibo that literally I can't use for any of the games I have. 
Well, actually, no, I haven't tried it in Mario Maker. Maybe they're going to patch that in. It's so, yeah, the same regular currently. <laughs> yeah, so I'm now the proud owner of a Robobo uh, Amiibo. But at, at the same time, he said something that actually reminded me of what Cyrus said. He he said, like, oh, like, Daddy, I saw the Kirby, I saw this picture of Kirby in a big robot suit, but they didn't have the toy. Hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Exactly. Like, I, yeah. I honestly don't know why they didn't make a robot Kirby suit. It's like... Because they had, must have had a picture of it next to the Amiibo, so he, yeah. he was probably looking for that one. It's, that's the one he wanted, but it didn't exist, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it is genuinely a weird sales thing that they didn't make that Kirby Amiibo. It's go. just too easy to repurpose the old Smash Bros. Amiibo into this new Kirby line, so... <laughs> yeah. yeah. My five-year-old son and Cyrus agree. <laughs> what I will question as well is... Where is your son getting these Amiibo? Is he, like, stealing them or what? No, like, what happens is he goes to Toys R Us with um, his grandma. Ah, yes, the old grandma trick. So, yeah, he gets something for himself, and then he says, oh, let's get something for Daddy, too. And then he just, like, puts it in the basket or whatever. And then, you know, my my mother-in-law just ends up buying it for him slash me. (laughs) And what am I going to say, like, to her as well? I'm not going to say, well, I don't want this shit. Drop some hints <laughs> I just accept, graciously accept it, of course. Drop you know, some hints to your son and be like, hey, would you put a game in the basket? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For lottery tickets, son, lottery tickets. Yeah. Get an Xbox saw- One, we can see the number tick up next month. <laughs> <laughs> right. By one. <laughs> All right, well, uh, which, I guess... Which, which is, by the way... 100 sales, right, Ty? Yeah, 100 even. woo Yeah, so let's uh, round out the hardware there, Ty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, should I start at the top or the bottom? Let's start at the bottom. Yeah, we, <laughs> since we already kind of did, we have Xbox One selling 100 units, <laughs> narrowly beating out the Virtual Boy and the Game Gear. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, there's lots of consoles that are not in this top list here, right? Yeah. I mean, where's the Xbox 360? It's been that, right? Right, I mean, that technically <laughs> exists. You, well, you got to get an Xbox 360 if you want to play, like, all the Idol Master games. Right. <laughs> yes. A Wii? What about the original Wii? That's not on this list. Yeah, it's not. That probably still sells. It's yeah. just, yeah, it's just Less something... Than 100. Tra- yeah, it's just something they don't track anymore. I don't know why oh, they don't okay. Maybe they just don't track it. Right. All right, so above that, we have the PS Triple... God bless you, Chad Warden, wherever you are. I sold a uh, thousand five hundred and sixty, over ten million to date. Pretty good, kid. Then we have the Wii U. Uh, ten thousand, pretty good for the week. Three point five million to date. Mm, okay. Then we have the PS Vita, twenty thousand. Twice as much as the Wii U, mm-hmm. for some reason, Yikes. and uh, about five and million to date. Right? <laughs> yep. And Minecraft. Minecraft. Oh, I saw there was an exclusive Mario thing for Minecraft coming oh, out. Oh yeah. How did we not talk about that? Yeah, my my students were very excited about that. Yeah, I, I saw that and I was excited, even though I wasn't gonna buy it. <laughs> well, you, I think it's free. It's a free download if you have the Wii U version. You just get it. Yeah. Oh yeah, like uh, I booted up my 360 and there was a Minecraft anniversary thing for free hmm. on the 360 version. I'll check that out later. 
Uh, Master Chief. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yo, the only thing, the only DLC I've ever paid for in Microsoft Minecraft is, you guessed it, Killer Instinct skins. Oh god, <laughs> those are, are real. Me? Yeah, they they came out with like the Killer Instinct season one character lineup in Minecraft. I did not know that was a thing, but that is saddening and hilarious. I think it was part of a bigger pack that had like 40 skins, and it was like two bucks or something, so I'm like, hey. Okay. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I love Killer Instinct. Check out these new figures I got. <laughs> I also got this uh, Shadow Jago face mask. I'll, I'll put that on when I shoot up my high school. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. I'm not gonna shoot up my high school I, disclaimer. I'm, I'm I'm a little uh, I'm a little worried about. You've made a lot of high school shooting jokes in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll, they'll all be edited out. Don't worry. No. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It's just uh, well, you, you know, I grew up in the '90s in America. It was a formative experience for me. <laughs> you and don't I play a lot of video games, and this uh, new Overwatch character. It's just, you know, straight up trench coat mafia. <laughs> so I'm gonna run I'm gonna run this into the ground. I'm gonna beat that dead horse. <laughs> Poor taste or not. So what sold more than the Vita, Ty? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. No. Wait, the three D S sold a lot more. Twenty five thousand in a week. Twenty million to date. Pretty good for a region lock system. <laughs> right. Mm. Like it really does impress me. They're still moving units at 3DS at such huge quantities. It's been out a long time. Yeah. Well, in the last uh, sales meeting, didn't Kimishima say like they're kind of refocusing on the 3DS, like even longer? You know, like into next year. It's I'm like, not shocked because while I... while shitting on the Wii U in the same sentence, it's kind of amazing. Screw the Wii U. Let's just go focus back on the 3DS again. And then number one is PS4, actually, beating out the 3DS by a little bit, 28,000, almost 29,000 in a week, but only 2.8 million to date. Is it the worst? Yeah. No, it's not the worst-selling console, obviously. I mean, obviously yeah. the Xbox One takes that honor, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, what's selling on PS4? I mean... Yeah. Baseball. Baseball, which is Minecraft. out on all these other systems. <laughs> yeah, just like a bunch One of... One Piece, which is out on these other systems. Yeah, it seems like every week there's some kind of a like weird PS4 game that's in the top ten. And, you know, PS4 is... I literally... Cause I, on the, you guys can't see this or listening to the episode, but on, this, on the agenda I put, like, these little, <laughs> uh, like, images that, you know, with the PS4 logo, 3DS logo, all the logos and stuff. And I literally haven't had to change it for, like, I don't know, Four or five months because it's always the same order. So. Yeah. Well, PS4 and 3DS are pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, shall we go to our special feature? I think we should. Before we get there, we'll take another quick break and be right back. So, we got a special feature, and James is going to tell you all about it. Oh, I want to hear this. Oh, what? Oh, right, yeah, the special feature. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I thought um, it would be cool to talk about uh, movies in Japan. So, 
we live in Japan and we like movies. Uh, how does that relationship go down? I wonder. Oh, Let's it's an abusive else. relationship. <laughs> I'm gonna spoil it right now. It's it's not the kind of relationship we should be in. <laughs> so yeah, I I post several. I put like several questions and you know things to get these guys' uh, minds working um, for once. So <laughs> I thought, um, yeah, we could discuss it. The first question I posed to y'all was uh, the first movie you ever saw in in the cinema in Japan. Movie or movies, ones that you can remember. Oh, so, I have well, a story about this. I'm yeah. I, I obviously I I came to Japan first out of all of us, and so my movies are. 12 years old at this point. Um, so the, f- the first two that I saw were both anime, even though I don't really like anime. <laughs> um, the first movie I ever saw in Japan was uh, Ghost in the Shell 2, Innocence. Um, in Japanese, uh, knowing literally zero Japanese at that point. Um, was like it I, good? I, I heard Cyrus say, ugh, in the background. That movie <laughs> I, is hard I, to understand, even if you speak fluent English. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I saw Ghost <laughs> in the Shell 1, and it became a running joke between me and my friend to, to say, I understand Ghost in the Shell. And, <laughs> right. like, the game was you, could, you couldn't allow the other person to get away with it. So the, the reason why I saw it is, like, um, one of my friends uh, was, like, a huge fan of Ghost in the Shell, and, you know, he kind of got me into the TV show, um, which, which I think was... Oh, it was Standalone Complex was the TV, the TV show. I watched, like, yes. the first series of that, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I saw that, too. It was good. And then the second series, they kind of changed the style and stuff, and it kind of went a bit off, and I just kind of stopped watching it. But it was at, it was at the time when I was enjoying the first series of Ghost in the Shell, and I thought, oh, why not? I'll give it a shot. Uh, yeah, I didn't understand a single freaking thing, and I, I was just kind of like, yeah, what is going on here? <laughs> and then maybe like a few weeks after that, um, uh, I, have to check, I haven't checked the years, the dates and stuff, but uh, I saw Appleseed, which is a 3D CG anime movie. Oh, yeah. And quite similarly, uh, I mean, it's probably slightly, I knew I could guess... <laughs> what the story was slightly more, but yeah, equally no idea what was going on. Wasn't but, that like a spin-off or a sequel to like an 80s or 90s? I, I don't even know what Appleseed is. Uh, I, yeah. I, I know of it. Yeah, my friend is crazy into anime and I just kind of tagged along. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll see a Japanese movie. I'm in Japan. i got to see an anime that no one in the world has seen. Yeah, I'm going to be cool back home. Yeah, no one cares. Yeah. Literally no one cared. That's like all over, like, I think Netflix and stuff like that. America. Yeah, I think it's on there. Yeah, I just saw it on Netflix, actually. Yeah, but they've, they've only got it in Japanese. <laughs> the reason why I... Actually, part of the reason why I thought of this feature was that, like Danny said, I saw it on Netflix, Innocence, and I was like, oh, shit, that was the first movie I saw in Japan. Uh, maybe I can watch it in English, finally. Japanese Netflix doesn't have English on it. Brilliant. Yeah. Anyway, what about you, you guys? Danny, what, what about you? Uh, I saw, when I was a university student here back in 2007, I saw Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. It was the first movie I ever saw here. And, yeah, I mean, it was fine. I mean, I was... Dubbed you know, or... They were, oh, fuck no, God. <laughs> <laughs> got to ask. You've got to ask. Yeah, good, good, good question. No, definitely subbed. And uh, just me and some of my university friends, and I think maybe a couple of Japanese kids came too. Not like, you know, little kids. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, but yeah, and then I guess one of my other kind of memorable things that I at a movie theater here, um, there's a series, uh, a series or two movies, uh, part one and part two. It's this movie series called Red Cliff, and 
it's kind of like about, I guess, like the kind of like Sangokushi, I guess, like the Romance Three Kingdoms type of thing. And the director is a guy who directed Mission Impossible Two. <laughs> John Woo. John Woo. Thank you. I think that I'm pretty sure that's him. But no, it's a really cool like action movie. But it's you know it's in Chinese. But I I I think. The night before, I saw the second one in the theater here. You studied Chinese. <laughs> yes. No, I watched, you know, an English dubbed, or no, God, no, English subbed version of the movie, and then I went to go watch it. You know, it was Chinese with Japanese subtitles. <laughs> yeah. I, I, this is like a year after university. I was kind of lost <laughs> with what was going on because I didn't speak any Chinese, and I couldn't read very much Japanese at the time, so it was really tough. Unlike now, where you're fluent in Chinese. <laughs> very much so, yes, absolutely. But yeah, that, that's, that's my question. Uh, okay, uh, Ty? Uh, first movie I saw was way back when I was a foreign exchange student. I saw Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> at World's End. Oh, oh yeah. God. That's and the last good. one, right? The thir- uh, no, 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 sorry, not the last, the third one, right? Yeah, the third one. Mm-hmm. Yes, it rounded out the trilogy the until they came one. out with more. There was no more. It, it was kind of an exciting experience for me because uh, one of my friends is in that movie. Huh. Who has a, a non-tiny role. <laughs> is he Johnny Depp? No. <laughs> okay. Kira Knightley? No. Giant Squid? I'm pretty, <laughs> you're getting closer. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say he had a named role. And <laughs> so, so that was exciting. And, now, uh, back, now back to lot, the good part. Yeah, a lot of Japanese <laughs> girls were very excited that I knew someone who had met Johnny Depp. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I was the coolest kid in school. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it wasn't dubbed or anything. It was Japanese subtitled. Uh, I was kind of impressed that like, when you went to the movie, you got like a nice little pamphlet that explained like uh, the backstories to all the characters and stuff. Right, you guys right, have gotten yeah. something like that? Oh, yeah, the, cool. the the one sheets they call down they like in English they call them the one sheets like the posters and but like on the back usually Japanese posters have like all the relationship links like you know like for example yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah, it was exactly like that. So like if Danny had picked up one of Harry Potter it would have had you know like Harry and then a line to you know Hermione and it'd be like friend or whatever but then a one to his girlfriend and then whatever. Right, that, that's a real cool thing for people who get dragged along to movies when it's the third one in the series and they've never seen any of the other ones. Yeah, it's it's kind of, yeah, it's one of those cool slash you know can be annoying at certain in certain times. Like you know, if you're watching a movie on TV, uh, a guy will walk in and it'll say the character's name and the actor's name. Yeah, and it, and and oftentimes that will completely ruin parts of movies. Cause, Wait, you know, they do it, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah like wow. as soon as it. Every single time any new character walks on, if they're like you know a main part of the story, they'll tell you the the full name of the character and the actor's name under it. I didn't know that was a thing. Yes. It's stupid. Well, probably because you don't watch TV. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I don't. And you're probably that successfully fun. evaded another NHK guy <laughs> looking for money. Just by don't, the way, don't get drunk and enter the door like I did once. Yeah, I'm paying now. Five years in Japan, haven't paid once. Mm. Yeah. Have you ever seen Bad Boys 2 um, when uh, Will Smith and they answer the door to the, 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 his daughter's date? You know, that's kind of how I act when uh, the NHK guy comes. <laughs> like three people will get that reference. Uh, Cyrus, okay. how about you? 
watch that movie later. So my first movie here, I saw Fast and the Furious 5. Oh, what's that called in Japan? So uh, Fast and Furious 6 has the auspicious title of Wild Speed Mega Max. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. You're kind of jumping ahead there, but yeah. No, I saw it was that Euro mission I saw. Mega Max was 5, so yeah. Mega Max. Number 6, Wild Speed Euro mission was my first movie here. (laughs) <laughs> That's amazing. So I, I, I was actually going to ask, like, what was your first Japanese movie you saw in the cinemas? Like, I, mine is, uh, well, like I said, I, I've, the first movie I watched, I, ironically, was a Japanese movie, um, Innocence and then um, Appleseed. And then soon after that, I saw Steam Boy, another anime. It's like, what is me watching anime? It's crazy. First three I don't movies like I saw. I just have yeah, yeah. So I, don't I don't like anime. anime. I just only see them in the movie. Every single movie I've seen in Japan has been an anime. <laughs> um, like, have, have you guys ever watched a Japanese movie? Like, in Japanese? Like, no, in, I've in never a cinema? Gone to a Japanese movie yet. Not okay. in a cinema. Elsewhere, right. sure. I just saved that for TV. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is quite, it's quite an experience, yeah. I mean, like, you're in there, like, you'll be the only white guy in there. <laughs> like if you do that, it's kind of a kind of an odd experience. You should try to pretend you're a character in the movie. Like just point at <laughs> someone, and say that's me, and maybe you can get a, away with it because all white people look alike. <laughs> it's funny because probably everyone was thought, like, "Wow, look at that white guy!" You know, watching the Japanese movie in Japanese, he probably know his Japanese so well. And there's me just like they could have just gone blah 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 blah. You know, that's what yeah, it sounded like. Me. What? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I called a big one bitey. Um, so, differences. So, I guess uh, we already talked about the posters. So, I guess for, for me, the, the biggest difference is, like, it's a lot more expensive. Um, in yeah, Japan, that was the first like. and last movie I saw in a Japanese theater. <laughs> Like, I'm always surprised, like, when I go back home and it's like, we've got this kind of local cinema, you know. That's that's another thing. You don't really have local cinemas in Japan. You've got, I like, guess, the multiplex and that's it. <laughs> I guess back, I, I was talking to some co-workers and stuff, but I guess back, like, in the 80s and 90s and stuff, there was stuff that you can go to in Tokyo that would, it was more, like, kind of, like, smaller places, low-key, and you could sometimes watch older movies, and it would be, like, you pay, you know, some amount of money, and you could watch movies until the trains come back the next morning. Cool. But it's something. Yeah. You do sometimes get them in like uh, shopping centers and stuff. Like not not like a huge shopping. Like um, like you know, just like a a department store. You might have like a department store cinema where they've only got one screen and they'll only show like a couple of movies a day, Uh, and and they're sometimes like a bit cheaper, but um, they're kind of hard to come by. Yeah, Yeah. they just built a theater in my town, I think. There's kind of like an outdoor shopping plaza, and they have one there. I don't know how many screens it has, but it can't be a lot. I would say the average price for a cinema ticket is about 1,500 yen. Mm. Um, uh, But you're most most likely going to be paying 1,800 or or more. Um, And if it's the 3D movie, you could probably add another 500 yen on top of that. And it depends. In a lot of places, are different. If you're a member of the particular movie theater. Sometimes you can get a discount or you can build up points until you can watch a free movie, but there's always like an asterisk next to it. It's like, you cannot use your free movie to watch a 3D movie. Which <laughs> <laughs> is bullshit. This One is thing a quick... I kind of like with a, a lot of the cinemas is they have special days. Like the yeah. first day of the month is like movie day. 
And that's in most <laughs> They show movies, finally. Yeah, it's it's a rare occasion, but all it's like a discount on all movies. Well, ladies' day is usually Yeah, there's ladies' thing, day, there's couples' day, there's like elderly day, there's all yep. these days for... Which is cute. Nudity day, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. just, there's a current conversion at the time of recording. Uh, 1,800 yen, the average, is uh, $17. So $17 for one adult. Yeah. For a 2D, non-3D, non-IMAX movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for a non yeah, a regular uh, movie. Yeah, yeah, which is I, about uh, £11.50 for any British listeners. Yeah, which I've is um, kind of used to paying such large money now that like, when I go back to Ireland or wherever, it's like, wow, yeah. cinemas are cheap here. So, if yeah, that's like £11.50. I mean, I would never pay £11.50 for a cinema ticket in England. I think I, I usually pay about 6 or £7 um, where, where I live, uh, which is, yeah, <laughs> a lot cheaper. Um, what, any any other differences that we can think of? Um, I put I talked about popcorn here, like um, yeah. Tell me about the popcorn because uh, I, it, as I understand it, there's there's even like a mile of difference between UK and USA. Yeah, there is actually. I I found out like when I went to Hawaii, um, I was really surprised. Like I this just is like assumed, one of these culture shock things. Yeah, that I got like a tri- I got like triple culture shock with popcorn. I've I've had culture shock in like you know three different countries, like. <laughs> I always assumed it was salt or sugar. I thought that was just it's just this, such an obvious thing to have. You either want salted, like you know, savory tasting, or you want sweet salt. Same but then I can't. Sweet I can't, popcorn. I can't what the fuck, man? <laughs> you know, if you're fancy, you could pay, you know, and get caramel. But they're usually like you know, in separate packets, right? I come to Japan. It's like salt and butter. I'm like, what? Like, where's the fucking sweet version? Like, what's this shit? Like, butter? Sweet butter is salted. Movie theater? What the fuck, man? So, like, salty butter or salt. You know, it's like salt or salt. I I just thought that was really weird. Um, This used to be my job to make fucking popcorn in a movie theater. Okay. (laughs) All right. In in America, what is the the, the thing? Is it 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 the same as Japan? Like, salt or butter? Yeah, it's a shit ton of salt and butter and canola oil. Hmm. That's what goes into it. Okay. I'll make a I'll make a slight nerd correction here. Most of go. the years I've ever been to here, you can get salt or you can get butter shoyu, butter soy sauce. Mm-hmm. Or, what the fuck? Yeah, or you know, caramel, caramel corn. Yeah, no, no, no. The caramel thing is definitely a more recent thing. Like when I first came to Japan, you mm-hmm. couldn't buy any form of sweet popcorn. Um, but now, yeah, like caramel is becoming more more common. Yeah, you, can, I don't, you can just buy like a regular bucket of, of caramel, which is cool. Yeah. Back at my place in the U.S., like we we tried sweet popcorn. Uh, it existed, but it didn't really sell. Hmm. May have and something also, to do with the astronomical prices, but you know it never stopped anybody from buying the buttered popcorn. Hmm. While we're on the kind of the, the snacks and beverages section, which also mentioned, you know, buying beer in a, in a cinema is quite common. Oh yeah, <laughs> you'll you'll see walk, people walking in, you know, with a massive pint glass of beer and a bucket of popcorn. Oh, which, that, uh, that sounds familiar, actually. Which is which is probably illegal in America or something, right? <laughs> yeah, get, like, that's balcony seats. Not get, fucking like... happening in America. But yo, in America, like technically, like you, technically, you're like not allowed to, <laughs> to bring in anything from outside. Oh, okay. Right, right. No, right. not from outside. Same I mean. You can't buy beer in 
in the cinema, right? In America. Yeah, hell no. Like, uh, liquor licenses in America are like a whole nother bucket of worms. <laughs> yeah, believe it, I say, believe it or not, there was this theater I went to in St. Louis that has like a bar attached to it, and you can get beer. And I was having shots of whiskey at the bar and <laughs> brought in a couple beers to the theater. You could barely see the movie at the end of it. Kind of, but it was like the fifth time yeah. I saw it, so it didn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, that, well, that, I, I mean, that sounds like a thing that's probably yeah. normal in countries that aren't America. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was just going to think, maybe that's a sign of, you know, it's kind of like a cultural thing, but like also to show that, you know, you can trust Japanese people to drink responsibly and not, you know, shoot up the place after yeah. they've had a few beers, you know? Yeah. Right. Uh, it, okay, that's a mass shooting joke from someone besides me. Okay. <laughs> God. Just, I should I should have probably just said, be violent. That would have been better. <laughs> Let the bodies hit the floor. Uh, go on. Yeah, there's, yeah. I mean, people drink beers, but then, you know, are responsible and, you know, not a dick about it afterwards, which is good. Cool. Um, people are adults. Anyway. Uh, well, lots think... of people drink in American theaters. It's just like they keep it on the down low. <laughs> yeah, I always thought it was funny. Like in America, don't you have to like cover bottles with like paper? Bags, yeah, you can't drink in public. Right, yeah. And it's yeah, funny when foreign weird. visitors, such as my old Japanese professor, don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> He's just drinking it in front of the grocery store, like, yo, what up? I'm like, yo, you can't do that. <laughs> I just imagine, like, being in America is just like being in church all the time. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, anything else on the uh, beverages and snacks section? I am. Uh... I have often fallen for the, like, I go in and I look at the menu, and I can read all the, like, katagana, hiragana, fine. But then there's kanji, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. So I saw one piece in the menu, and I was like, oh, cool, it looks like uh, like little, like, cheese chunks, or, like, or, I can't remember what, it, it looks There's like, no kanji like, for cheese, what are you talking about? No, it was some, like, it, yeah, but that's what, it looked like something nice, and, like, it was either potato chunks, or it looked like chicken, it looked like karage kind of stuff, like fried oh. chicken. So I bought them, but it was like it was like fried sweet potato chunks. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say octopus testicles or something. No, but that's that's probably was the menu beside that or something. But yeah, so I'm always terrified of accidentally buying sweet potato stuff in the cinema now. Weird. Well, oh, you don't like sweet potato? What's wrong with you? Yeah, because it's awful. Oh, Jesus. God, get out of here. Jesus, got no Wait, friends here. How much does a bag of popcorn cost in Japan? So actually, I was gonna bring that up. I think at the place I go, you can get, I think it's for just a, if you get a large, quote-unquote, bucket of popcorn, I think it's about 500 <laughs> or 600 yen. Um, oh. Not too bad. And then yeah. you can get, you know, they have combo deals and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's it's a lot more reasonable than what it is in America. I mean, it's, yeah, it's still expensive, obviously, but it's okay. Yeah, I saw, I saw Civil War, like, uh, last week, and... I think I got like a set for like 700 yen or something yeah. like that. Yeah. That's really drink, good, actually. Drinking yeah. a massive bucket of caramel popcorn. I always like getting a big drink, and they never have a set with a large drink, which is like, you know, an American medium, so. <laughs> <laughs> American yeah, small, I, yeah. yeah. I went to America to a cinema, like, see Guardians of the Galaxy, and I got like, it's like, oh, I'll, I'll get like a medium drink, because, you know, I drink a lot, so maybe I won't get a large like I usually do in Ireland. I'll just get a medium and a medium is like six sizes bigger than a large in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. welcome to america jesus yeah. christ like i thought that was a joke on tv it's a liquid candy man <laughs> go big or go home <laughs> ea sports 
<laughs> I guess large is like just a small swimming pool, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> One of the other innovations in food design I had in the theater in Japan was that I bought a hot dog. Yes. But instead of getting like you know a bun that opens like a book and they put the, the hot dog inside it, they got like a bread roll and they they cut a, a hole vertically into the roll and just kind of slotted the hot dog into it. Brilliant. <laughs> And they like filled it with ketchup, and I was like, "Oh, this is a great idea because the ketchup doesn't spill anywhere." But then I got to the end, and uh, it had like become just this well of ketchup that had like filled up the inside of the hot dog. So when I squeezed it, it just sprayed everywhere. It's like, like fountain of ketchup and mustard. You got you got the gaijin special. That's what they call it. <laughs> no one else has that. Yeah. yeah. Can I get a gaijin special for this white kid? <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, sizes for drinks probably yeah they're a lot smaller. Is sizes for the popcorn also different? Do you reckon? Yes. Yes. It is. Yeah, like a small paddling pool full of popcorn in America when you order yeah. a large, right? Basically. I noticed yeah. that Korea uses American sizing for stuff. I went to the theater there and got stuff too, and it was the same uh, same size as America, but it has Japanese prices. It's like really <laughs> okay. really cheap for gigantic food in Korean cinemas. Okay. So yeah, next uh, let's talk about some movies. Um, obviously, I think lots of people know about you know Japanese uh, retitling of movies. It's like lots of famous examples, like um, Wild the Speed. Wild Speed that uh, Cyrus already mentioned. Um, yeah, w- one of my most retweeted photos ever was when I uh, retweeted the poster for wi- uh, Wild Speed Sky Mission. Like when, because uh, I think it's just called Furious Seven in English. Yeah. And people thought I'd actually photoshopped it, <laughs> uh, and I was like, no, 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 that's that's the actual poster for it, you know. Um, because I, I guess they jump out of a car, it, they jump a car out of a plane once. Yeah. So Sky Mission. <laughs> but um, my favorite one is this one. It's a it's a Pixar movie. Uh, you can probably guess what it's called in English. It's called a trans. This is a translation. Uh, it's called Old Uncle Carl's Flying Balloon House. Yes. Uh, no ye in in Japanese, um, which you can probably guess is up. And it's one of those hilarious things when you you tell you know Japanese students like they ask you know like what is the you know Uncle Carl's Flying Balloon House called in English, and you go it's up. And they go, what? Up. You know, just the word up. U-P, up. And it's just like, you know, mind explosions at that point. So, yeah, there's another word. There's, if you look at the James Bond, the James Bond ones are hilarious as well. Like some of the older James Bond ones, like, you know, uh, You Only Live Twice is called, like, James Bond Dies Twice, <laughs> which is quite literally the opposite meaning. It's like, it's amazing. Um, yeah. And, like, you know, some of them are just the same. I mean, more recently, you know, they kind of just do a katakana version. It's kind of similar to Zelda, actually. You know, like the older Zelda games, they, um, you know... There's a lot of clickbait articles you can Google up about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like Skyward Sword was Skyward the Sword, and the, the newest James Bond was just called Skyford, you know. It was okay. just the same thing. But yeah, I, like, I, I, I prefer I, the, old, uh, the old style of just translating the whole thing and with hilarious consequences. No, my my favorite is still uh, like Fast and the Furious Four was just called Fast and Furious in America, but then it was called Wild Speed Max in Japanese. <laughs> Brilliant. And then then the sequel Fast Five was Wild Speed Mega Max. 
yes, yes, Japan, you have nailed the naming system for this movie. I think it was probably because they thought around about the third movie, they thought, well, this is probably going to be the last movie in this series. Um, and then the fourth one came out, they're like, oh shit, we need to add a more extreme word onto it. Yeah, and then the fifth were... one came out, and they're like, holy shit, what, we're running out of words here. Like the, the, in Japanese, they were all called Wild Speed was the first one, then Wild Speed X2, then Wild <laughs> Speed X3, Tokyo Drift in all black capitals, oh, then uh, Wild Speed Max, Wild Speed Mega Max, Wild Speed Euro Mission, and Wild Speed Sky Mission. Brilliant. So they're probably just going to be mission from now on out. Probably, they? yeah. So, um, Ty or Danny, you got anything? Yeah. Uh, I was asking my coworkers actually, like, what some of their favorite American movies were for for a school thing I was putting together, and uh, one of the teachers told me one of their favorite American movies was <laughs> Sani no Gosto. and I'm like, three three ghosts, three ghosts. Okay, uh, <laughs> what is this? Any guesses? Casper? No. Uh, uh, wow. Oh, is it like Passion of the Christ? No. <laughs> no, it's a Return comedy. Of, Return of the Jedi. No. Ghostbusters? <laughs> no. Well, Ghostbusters is fun, is uh, kind of close. Is it like the Three Stooges as me? No. <laughs> no. It's uh, Scrooged. Sorry, Bill Murray. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like, most of the time, like the the titles are the same, but every now and then you get some like, yeah, crazy thing out of left field. Like I just googled up some. You you, you guys know the don't Japanese. say anything because I'm. You might be about to say what I'm about going. All to right. Say. Do tell. Go ahead. Okay. And tell me if this is what you're going to say. If it is, I'm. Okay. I, please understand. Um. So I was kind of just doing some searching, and um, I came across one that I was surprised it's even in Japan, because I'd never seen it before. Now I know why I never saw it. Um, Japanese title is Shirio no Harawata-san. Chapten Supermarketo. What? Say that again. Captain. One movie? Captain. Did you say Captain Supermarket? Captain Supermarket. Captain Supermarket. Like, oh yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, mall cop or something. Like, oh, I have a guess. If it's if it's not mall cop, is it the dictator? No, this oh. is this movie is over twenty years old. Okay. Uh, Ghostbusters. Nope. <laughs> Captain Supermarket. Captain Supermarket. That doesn't even make when, sense. Yeah, it would do, when you find out what movie this is, you're like, okay, but that's stupid. MacGyver. <laughs> No, Ty. I, I just figured that you knew this, and maybe you do, maybe you do, and just forgot. Maybe I do deep in my heart. I'm trying to think of <laughs> movies about supermarkets. So, okay, this movie has nothing really to do with supermarkets except for like maybe one scene. This is actually Army of Darkness. I think I've heard of that now. Yeah, pretty pretty good. title again. So the first part, it's it's what they call Evil Dead here in Japan. Apparently, it's Shirio no Harawata, and then Three Sunk, and then just yeah, Katakana Captain Supermarket. <laughs> and incredible. Yeah, That's and amazing. I had no idea because I, I think on Hulu they have like Evil Dead One and Evil Dead Two, and I was like, God, do they have number three? It's like, do they have Army of Darkness on here? And I, I didn't see it, and 
just after I found out this title, I was just searching on Amazon. I found like the DVD for you know under a thousand yen, and I asked my wife, like, "Have you ever seen this?" Like, "Yeah." I was like, "What?" <laughs> That's just weird. But yeah, I thought that was bizarre. And Ty, I stuck for sure that oh my god, Ty's gonna say this. Ty's gonna say this. Ty's gonna say this. Well, to to no. like vaguely relate this whole uh, thing to video games, like obviously the Resident Evil movies are called Biohazard here. Right. And, you know, similar to Wild Speed slash Fast and the Furious, they don't really, like, give um, very interesting names. Like, aren't they called, like, Apocalypse or Afterbirth or something? Yeah, the American ones? The American ones. Like, in... Yeah, they're all Apocalypse. In Japanese, and... it's just Biohazard 1, Biohazard 2, Biohazard 3, Biohazard 3. Oh. Yeah. It's just like that. So, yeah. <laughs> kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think they do have, like, Biohazard 2 and then, like, the word after it. So they, they keep the number in it. Yeah. One thing I they did the same thing with the Mega Man games. They all had subtitles. Oh, yeah, they did. In America or Japan? In Japan. Japan. Yeah. Do you remember the Final Destination movies? The, yeah, the movies? intimately. Um, they're called um, they're called Dead Coaster in Japanese. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> so, like, Final Destination, yeah. <laughs> well, Ty, you know, I'm sorry I interrupted you earlier. What movie were you going to talk about, man? I was going to talk about Mysterious Thief Grew's Moon Theft 3D. <laughs> oh, well, I know that one. That's yeah, um, Despicable Me. Despicable Me, yeah. That's the right. Moon, the Moon okay. Thief. That one kind of <laughs> jumped out at me. That's quite similar to uh, Grumpy Old Carl's Flying Balloon House, where it just yeah. describes <laughs> the story. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But that's that's something with uh, with all Disney movies. It's like a recurring theme, where like yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney movies, you'll have like I don't know, The Princess and the Frog, Ratatouille, Enchanted, Tangled. They're all snappy one-word movies. Oh, Ratatouille! I know that one. That's yeah. uh, Lemmy Lemmy's Delicious Restaurant in Japanese. Yeah. So all Disney movies start with the character's name does something. So there's like Grandpa Carol's Flying House, Remy's Delicious Restaurant. Like, Brave was Merida and the Terrifying Forest. And Anna and the Snow Princess or whatever? Yeah, the yeah. Snow Queen or the, like, what was that? Anna told Yuki Joe. Yuki, Yuki no Joe, yeah. yeah Yuki no Joe. And, uh, but one of my favorite ones was, uh, it didn't quite fit the groove, was, uh, The Emperor's New Groove, mm-hmm. which was just called The King Who Became a Llama. <laughs> 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 Okay, well, I think we could spend hours on this bit, so we'll, we'll move on. Yeah. Um, send yeah, us the, your favorites. Yeah, send us your favorites, definitely, definitely. Um, the reason why they're retitled, obviously, you could probably guess, you know, lots of the words just don't make sense to Japanese people, so if you just, you know, Japanicized it, you know, made it a katakana word, it just wouldn't make sense. It has no meaning. It's you know, similar, similar to game titles, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of things have, like, side head, yeah. Or a title, not just like a one-word snappy thing. So yeah, I mean, you know, people put a lot of thought into you know movie titles, right? You know, that there could be an idiom, it could be like a double meaning thing, but that only works in one language, English. Yeah. So when it gets transferred to like other languages, not just Japanese, it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so next is probably you know we've talked about region locking. Um, in a way, movies are region locked uh, because there's lots of movies that don't actually come to Japan, um, and you might actually be surprised at some of them. Um, so I just wanted to ask you guys, what, which movies did you, were you kind of looking forward to coming over, and then just, just didn't make it to Japan? You're like, oh shit, just got to 
I don't know, <laughs> rent it on iTunes or illegally download it. Um, Man, I don't even hear about a lot of movies that come out in America. Like, okay, whenever I'm in Japan for a while and then I come back, you know, movies will come up in conversation and I'll have no idea what anybody's talking about. But I'm, I'm talking like big movies, you know, things that like... Yeah, you, know, you, listen, you listen to podcasts of you know based in America or you know UK or whatever, and you, Not, and you hear the guys talking about it, and then you, it just doesn't come to Japan. Yeah, uh, I just want to throw out Deadpool here. It yeah, has a release date. Yes, but it's June. It's, God, June. it's been like a year. <laughs> no, it's, it's like the end of June or the start of June. It's yeah, yeah. Th- yeah, I think it's the beginning of June. Yeah. So it's already out on DVD in America, and it's not out in the cinema here yet. Yeah. I, I mean, just, we got, we got Civil, just War, Civil War a week early, right? Yeah. yeah. Which was incredible. That was weird. That was really strange <clears throat> and amazing. Especially considering that, you know, Avengers 2 came out, what, three months later? Same with the first Avengers as well. Yeah, it's kind of a crapshoot. Yeah. And then, you know... Usually in Japan, whenever I want to go to see something in the cinema... I just scroll to the very bottom of the release dates on IMDb, <laughs> and it's like, oh, there's Japan. Yep. Oh man, Star Wars was—they we got worried for a second there, didn't they? They delayed. They were going to delay the Rogue One, right? But then they right. changed. Yeah, by six months, and then they changed <sighs> it, so we get it at the same time. Close call. I was yeah, I was relieved when I got my uh, Force Awakens Blu-ray, the Japanese version. And I saw there's like a little in, insert in there, and I said, yeah, Rogue One coming out, you know, December sixteenth. I was like, okay. So it's it's kind of weird. Like I'm like I've got an Apple TV and like it updates with like the latest like movie rentals on it. So you'll you'll see like you know big um, picture of the box art, and oh, <laughs> there've been a couple of times now. Um, like this week, Deadpool just appeared. Um, you can't actually rent it just yet, but it'll be coming out soon. So it's and uh, a couple of months ago it was um, The Martian, which um, I really wanted to see at the cinema and. I think it's, it has come out now, but it was it was like four months. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like before Christmas, like in. I, I saw like, like, again uh, the Blu-ray in America was out before it came out here. Yeah, it came out like October, and it didn't come out here until the end of February. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, February released them. So I, I watched it. Yeah. So you have this thing where you actually have the opportunity to rent or buy a DVD before it's even come to the cinema here. And that is really weird. And it's even really, it's even weirder, like I said, on the Apple TV, because I can literally just click the button and watch it right now (laughs) before it's even in the cinema. And I'll probably do that with Deadpool, to be honest. You're talking about the Japanese iTunes? No, I think, yeah, my account is the British one, so it comes up with the the British releases here. Very bizarre. Um, Who knows why? And... You know, I just tweeted about this actually. Ironically, they they are actually releasing a superhero movie this week, um, and it's this. Uh, <laughs> uh, have you seen it? This like hentai Carmen Rider thing, like hentai Carmen or something. It's like, a, <laughs> it's basically the pervert hero. Oh, he wears the underpants on his head. Yeah, he wears underpants on his head. Yeah. That came out before Deadpool. Brilliant. Cool. So yeah. A live action adaption of the the ongoing manga and anime series, I believe. Yeah, and another big thing for me, probably none of you guys are interested, but like you know, British like comedy movies, like the Alan Partridge movie, and probably the the David Brent movie that's coming out later this year, will not come out at all Never. in Japan. Yeah. Not at all. Like, I mean, yeah, why would it? <laughs> I mean, it's barely known in America, so like, remove that by a factor of a thousand to come to Japan. You know, British comedies are. 
next to un well, yeah, unknown, completely unknown, basically. So yeah, uh, I was like a year late for the Alan Partridge movie, which I liked, by the way. It's good. Um, next, uh, what do you think, Japanese people? Uh, do you think they prefer watching movies in English or in Japanese, dubbed into Japanese? I think it might depend on General several things. Okay. Several things. I mean, maybe especially age. I think that has something to do with it. I mean, obviously, kids. This is kind of like worldwide, right? Kids don't want to watch something where they have to sit and read something at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> they, they want to watch something where they can be engaged like the whole time. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. A lot of Japanese people I know, and like even my wife, when she watches stuff from America. She likes a lot of like different American TV shows and even before I met her and stuff, she's like, well, I want to watch it with the original voices because it's just weird, you know, watching it as a dub and it's clearly not the same thing and, you know, no matter how hard they try, it's just always going to be a little bit strange. Um, yeah, I, I hate any form of dubbing. Like, you know, like even if you're watching a Chinese kung fu movie, I don't yeah. want to watch that in English. <laughs> yeah. want it in Chinese with uh, the subtitles on. I have Did... a few exceptions to that with some certain anime I watch dubbed. Anime, I mean, anime well, is weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not always perfectly matched up with their mouths anyways. It's just moving around randomly. It seems yeah. like. But when it comes to live-action movies, 100%, I prefer, like, original language. Exactly. I mean, with video games, it's you know some people complain about it, don't they? They want the Japanese ones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I yeah, I care less when it's um, yeah, animation or, or games, I guess. But um, the, the, there's this weird trend actually. Maybe you guys all came to Japan by after this had already happened. But like when I first got here, it was very easy to see animation animations like Pixar animations, for example in English, uh, mm. like not dubbed, you know, just subtitled into Japanese. It was like, you know, a 50-50 split. Mm -hmm. But like over the past like 10, 12 years, that has declined rapidly. And it, and now I would say the percentage is like 95% Japanese dubbed and 5% English. It's incredibly hard to find Pixar movies in English. And you usually have to watch the 3D one or, you know, the you know friggin' $10 extra version if you yeah. want to watch it in English, and it's really, really pissing me off. And it's it's kind of doubly so because, like, obviously, we're all English teachers, and you know, you you would think that you know, having the opportunity for kids to like watch a movie in English, you know, and you know, maybe the older kids, maybe if they're like 10, 11, 12, you know, they're they're good at reading, you know, they could watch things, you know, subtitled, you know, but they just don't even get to have the chance anymore in Japan. It's just like, nope. You're watching it in Japanese, whether you like it or not, right? And that really pisses me off. Cause like my son, I want my son want, would prefer to watch it in English, but you know, uh, and I just can't stomach watching an English movie in Japanese. So usually as my a, wife has to take him. As a counterpoint to that, though, when was the last time you ever saw a dubbed, or I mean, a subtitled animated movie in America or UK? Or like a Japanese anime? Yeah, in like the theater. Pokemon. Pokemon was never, you wouldn't even consider that to have a, a subtitle release in the cinema. Or, yeah, but that, ha that has a culture of English, you know, that has the TV show in English and stuff or, like that, right? Or anything like those French movies like A Monster in Paris, that only got an English release, or, you know, any European animated movies, they never get a subtitle release. So I wouldn't really count that as specifically Japanese. 
Well, I think it's well, it's probably more so, isn't it? Because you know, in Japan, there's more you know opportunity for watching American movies than I mean, like go to go to England. How many Japanese movies are going to be on? Yes, yeah, <laughs> like true. practically zero. I think I watched uh, a Miyazaki movie in England. I yeah. can't remember which one. Maybe Spirited Away or something. And I watched that in English. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like that was the other ones, like all Arietti or Ponyo. I've they were all in the cinema here, and they they only got dubbed releases too. Yeah, yeah. I I just because like this countries like in Europe, like for example, um, countries that are really good at English uh, as a second language, like um, like Holland or Denmark or something like that. They, they those kids like they watch it, they watch their movies in English, like even from a young age, and they're really good at English by the time they're an adult. So it's like I could see a connection thing. Maybe this is my kind of. No, I, <laughs> educational background coming out yeah, here, but whatever. No, I totally agree. I mean, when I was it's in like, university, I mean, I knew some dudes from Sweden, and I asked them, like, God, how the hell did you guys get so good at speaking English? Like, hey, I watched a lot of MTV and, like, you know, stuff like that yeah. growing up, and it, you know, it makes sense. I mean, having some kind of an exposure to that really does help it that. Is. TV and movies, massive thing, man. I mean, like, yeah, my son like, almost exclusively watches, like, you know, English movies and TVs, and, you know, that really helped him, you know, know a lot about, you know, not only the language, but like the culture and stuff through that. And it's really important. But anyway, um, Japanese kids, obviously, they don't have the opportunity. It's not their fault, you know. It's, it's, it's a, a Japanese movie going, well, what do you call it? The the friggin' production companies or whatever. Right. Distributors? Yeah, that's the one, distributors. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's a shame, like you said, but... Uh... Really not much you can do. Because, because I've actually seen the decline like firsthand. Like, you know, arriving now you would never have known it was the case, right. but you know, I've I've seen it <laughs> the decline literally okay. happen in front of my eyes and it's kind you know, of I've only I've only been going to movies here for like the past five years or something, but mm-hmm. I, like just recently, maybe it was last year, I was interested in seeing some animated movie. I don't remember what it was, like something from America. Maybe it was the Peanuts movie or something, because my wife really likes you know, Snoopy and stuff. I was thinking, oh, let's go watch that. And I looked at all of the showings for the movie, and everything was just dubbed. And I was like, yeah. no. Exactly. <laughs> and you, you do see that on like Hulu and Netflix. Like, you know, uh, talked about, you know, Innocence. That's a Japanese movie. But, like, you know, you don't have the option to watch it in English. Like, but lots think... of people like studying English by watching movies, right? Yeah. But, you know, they got Netflix. They're like, oh, let's flick it over to English. Nope. No, no option to do a, that. That's a thing where it's probably just only released in Japan, so it's not right. going to have English. It's the same thing. If you, you know, there's some programs that are, you know, I don't think you can really necessarily blame Netflix for that. It's just something that they don't have available in an English-speaking country, so there's no fucking point to <laughs> turn it on yeah. English. Like Attack, I, on Ti- Attack on Titan is only going to be in Japanese in Japan, right? Right. But, you know, what I really dislike sometimes, this isn't necessarily about movies, and I'll stop after this, but... You know, okay, there's a show I really like. You can please laugh. Actually, there I encourage comes. you to. It's called uh, Ancient Aliens. <laughs> it is a fun show. <laughs> is this on, like, the History Channel? Yes. Yeah. doing the, the, the meme expression right Yes, now. meme guy. Yeah, this, I mean, the show's, like, you know, 95% bullshit, and then 5%, like, oh, what? <laughs> but anyways, they, they released that on Hulu Japan. And I was really looking forward to hearing the crazy guy just give you the reason for everything, you know, aliens. Why did they make the Model T? <laughs> Whatever. 99% of scientists believe aliens made <laughs> the first car. I mean, it's like that. But I was so disappointed yeah. to hear everything was just dubbed over in Japanese. It's like, oh, man, they didn't have an 
option for English either, which is just stupid. But. Yeah, <laughs> like Avatar was on TV like like last year or something, uh-huh. and it was only in Japanese on TV. Because uh-huh. t- by the way, TV you can actually switch uh, t- um, languages by the way, which is a yeah. cool feature. Yes, but um, unfortunately, it's underused. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think I think that about wraps it up. Unless yeah. anyone's got any further comments. No. Okay. Cool. So that, that's at, your uh, whatever. Uh, Ty just adds to the agenda. I'm, in my yeah. Seat, uh, for the people homework. who are listening, uh, I'm constantly <laughs> slipping funny pictures to all the guys on the podcast. I'm now looking at a kitten talking about aliens. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's your, uh, I guess, life in Japan. I guess you could call that. We didn't actually introduce it as life in Japan, but anyway. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Let's move on. We're back with your feedback and questions. Uh, if you want to have an email or comment or complaint read out on the air, you can email us at thefamicast at nintendoworldreport.com. No, famicast at nintendoworldreport.com. <laughs> Please complain. <laughs> Episode 79, everyone. Yes. 79. Yes. Still getting it wrong. Yep, that's right. Or you can email us at famicast at whatever. Fuck. God, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you can email us. Famicast at NintendoWorldReport.com if you have a nice question for us or a Life in Japan com- uh, suggestion. Mm-hmm. Right, Danny? Yes, that's right. Who uses email? <laughs> Just tweet at us. Great Come thanks. on. What's the Twitter account, Ty? I forget. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's at the Famicast. The Famicast. T H E Famicast. That's right. Right. Thanks for that. I actually forgot how to spell the at one point. Well, it's duh, not the. Come on. No. No. Sounds more important if you say the. I guess. Anyway, moving on to the actual <laughs> feedback. Um, yeah, we got a, actually got quite a bit of feedback, and I thank James for kind of putting it all up in here together. Um, let's see. This is actually, yeah, we've been kind of neglecting it a little bit, but uh, we're going to kind of go back. This is from episode 76, Talkback. And this is from Pofatons123, and he said, I really like the Life in Japan segment of this episode. Customer service isn't something you'd normally think about, but it was interesting to see how things could be done differently for better or worse. Yeah, definitely. Better or worse certainly describes customer service in Japan. <laughs> yes. Yeah, lots of people uh, enjoyed that, actually. We got a few, uh, few comments uh, on that. I think uh, um, Famicast alumni Matt Walker actually said, yeah, he really liked that. Mm-hmm. Section as well. Good times. Yeah. And then moving on, there's, here's some from the episode 77 talkback from M-A-S-B, Masb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is in regards to the, you know, the list that James and Ty were going through about, like, the games that would receive 10s and 1s and all that type of stuff. from it's the highest-rated episode of the Famicast ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Probably. And... It, it definitely. And he says, I know you guys didn't create the list, but you missed one NWR10, the best known of all. And this is actually Bike Rider DX2 Galaxy on 3DS. Actually, it's a really fantastic game. 
And then he goes on to say, you know, great show as usual, guys. Even with just two of you, Ty and James, it wasn't lacking. There you go. Proof. Yes. And then, so what, the by the way, people might not actually know what the talkback is. Like, you uh, know, we, the, when the episode goes on the website, uh, NintendoWorldReport.com, we do like an article and, you know, if, if there's a video of it, we put the video in there and it's like, you know, there's a description of the show and like links and stuff. And then under that, you can actually, you know, if you're a member of the forums, you can like add comments and stuff. So um, you have to be a member of the NWR forums, but, you know, it's quite easy to make an account. So if you want to chat with us down there, we're, we always hang out there after the show has gone live and uh, answer questions or whatever. Yeah. That's like these, like these guys did. Yes. And our last comment, actually, from the talkback comes from former uh, site director Stephen Rodriguez, Windy Man. This is on the yeah. 77 talkback. Yes, he gave me the job. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he said, now, I must protest the last part of this podcast due to a gross omission of the one out of ten reviews. Charlie's Angels, <laughs> the GameCube. May we never forget. Apologies. That has always been on my list of games that I I want to just play it once, like Superman 64. It's like, hey, <laughs> I need a baseline. I've played Superman 64. It's it's special. I remember this was a <laughs> hot topic when this review happened. I think. <laughs> That's amazing. It didn't it didn't get ones or Super 64. It didn't get ones across the board, by the way. I think it got like a three for controls or something like that. Or yeah, wow, it's merely like terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it got a one for like every other category, but you know. Pretty close, yeah. I'm yeah. looking at it now. Written by my good friend Jeff. Jeff Shirley. Okay. So should we do Twitter next, uh, Danny? Should I tell yeah, this one? Let's go, let's go through a couple things we have here on Twitter. Again, at the Famicast. Um, actually, yeah, James, you <laughs> Danny's kind of trailing off. I think Danny's actually dying. I am. Um, James. So, yeah, I'll take over before Danny collapses. Um, yeah. so Mark Harrison, hacker alias, at flapping underscore eagle. Um, he asked a question, uh, Shinji Okazaki has just become the first Japanese person to win a premiership medal. Um, he plays for Leicester. Has anyone in Japan ever heard of him? And then... Uh, a few hours later, he said, uh, "Never mind. He isn't the first, but it's still a heck of achievement. Heck of an achievement, though." So he plays what the from... heck is a premiership medal? So he plays for Leicester. Is he a nice premiership. guy? Premiership. I love that premiership. It's premiership. What? Premiership is the main footballing league in the UK and Ireland. Oh, they what? play American football over there. <laughs> what the hell is footballing? It's like the. It's like what do you? What is it? The th- uh, this not the Thunder Round. What is it? The Super Bowl. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where Thunder Round came from. <laughs> it's like the lightning round. The podcast. You know that game, Winning Eleven, that, that yes. weird sports game? They made a real game based on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So wait, is the Premiership, is that is this for all of Europe? Is premiership. This like this in I love that you're calling it the Premiership. This is fun. I did, okay, I was even the one who first said it. James said it first. The Premiership. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's too late. Anyway, the, yeah, the Premiership is a league, and they and uh, this guy, the Japanese player, was in the British, sorry, English league, mm-hmm. and his team won the Super Bowl in quotation marks. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that amazing? If there was a Japanese guy on the winning Super Bowl team, wouldn't that be amazing? It right, guys, Americans, sure. would be? I wouldn't yes. be impressed, but it's like, what's the Japanese guy doing in there, right? 
that's kind of like that. Except there's a lot more. Yeah, there's a lot of good Japanese football players, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's it's a rare event anyway. And uh, sure, I, okay. Congratulations to Shinji Okazaki. Good friend of the um, do, so, oh, Sorry, what was his question? Has anyone in Japan ever heard of him? Yeah, of course. He was all over the news yeah, in Japan. Um, yeah, people in Japan, obviously, and as any any country would, you know, they focus on you know the, the players who are doing well in other countries, you know. Same, do the and, same yeah, thing for, exactly, they do the same thing for baseball, too. I mean, they're still, you know, having coverage of Ichiro playing down in Miami. <laughs> right. It's not pretty. <laughs> it's like whenever an Irish athlete wins a medal, then the UK is like, "Oh yes, our uh, our Irish medalist." And it's like, "No, it's not yours. Fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like um, Andy Murray. You know, Andy Murray suddenly becomes British. You know, when he when he wins Wimbledon. Yeah. But other times he's a Scottishman, Scotsman that uh, no one cares about. But yeah, anyway, it's a good question. Uh, next is from Douglas Hill, uh, hacker alias at QDug. Oh yeah, this is yeah. This of course he's the guy who um, asked the question uh, in the last episode. So he said thanks for the shout out. Alien love themed hotel. Hmm, maybe another time. So yeah, uh, why were we talking about love hotels? I don't remember that. By your, you said it was by your house. Yeah. How did they find yeah. out about my alien love hotel? Yeah. <laughs> Near my house, there's a love hotel that's shaped like a giant boat, but inside it's entirely Indian themed. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, next one. Okay, I ran a poll, um, and I think my question was something like uh, You listen to the Famicast, so obviously you all want to visit Japan, so why do you want to visit Japan? And uh, the top answers were All Dem Games or That Food Man. Those were the top two answers. And next one was I Want a Robot Wife. Actually, James. That one was me. That was, yeah, 26% of the people want a robot wife. And the last one was uh, because they want to meet the family crew. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was disappointing. No, no, <laughs> that's not disappointing. That's good. That means people don't want a stalkers. So that's good. And actually, yeah, I. Before like about forty-five minutes before this whole before the the thing ended, I retweeted it on the NWR. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, has it, go, has it gone up again? <laughs> yeah, kind of, I mean, it, it was at like eighteen votes, and then we got like thirty-eight. I think. Oh right, right, yeah. Because so, before you did that, I think Meet the Family Crew was actually quite high. It was. Yeah, I was like, yeah, they love us now. I'm it was, like, it was, uh, actually, I think it was higher than everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, so and then. Kind of, that's More people came. Uh, Addison Webb said all of the above, question mark. <laughs> so he wants to meet us, get a robot wife, eat lots of food, and play games. So, yeah, good luck to him. Yes. So, yeah, that's all the uh, Twitter feedback we have. Cool. Take another quick that's break. We'll be back. So we're going to go ahead and close up the show. It's been kind of a long one, but we had a lot of cool stuff to talk about. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we're going to go ahead and give our Twitter handles and then go ahead and sign off. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can. It's You can follow me at DannyBiv, D-A-N-N-Y-B-I-V. Uh, James, how about you, man? Uh, at Family Complicated, if you want to know what the 
Japanese uh, Pokemon starters are called in Japanese and English. And so I tweeted about that kind of thing and also um, what else? Oh, yeah. Actually, can I plug a podcast that I've been on? Sure. Um, I was actually on Radio Trivia, the latest, the latest episode with TYP. So you can want to hear me fail uh, in a hilarious manner, then uh, please listen to that. Hmm. Um, without giving any spoilers, I was kind of like almost right on everything. But, I'm <laughs> <laughs> but nice. kind of, I got zero points, but you know, maybe some pity points in there. I don't know. <laughs> And I was actually on another podcast. <laughs> I was kind of like going podcast crazy for some reason. Um, there's another podcast, not game related. Um, it's called the ALT Insider Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I retweeted it. Um, if you look back in my timeline, basically uh, this guy also called James. He has a podcast all about you know living in Japan and how to be an English teacher in Japan. And uh, yeah, so I went on there and talked about you know uh, my history of you know, how I got my current job and how to get there and stuff. So if you're interested in, like, coming to Japan and knowing about teaching and stuff, um, we did talk a little bit about games right at the end, um, and he kind of had a, had a pop quiz for me, which I th- it was quite exciting. So if you want to listen to me successfully or unsuccessfully answer questions on video games at the end, <laughs> please enjoy. Cool. I'll probably put a link to it in the talk bag. If you want yeah, to. yeah, yeah, do that. I, yeah, I kind of want to check it out. Cool. All right, and uh, Ty, how about you, man? Ah, my Twitter is supercatdrugs. Tune in for, uh, I don't know, school shooter jokes and thick anime girls. <laughs> Jesus. Expect nothing less. Yeah, it's been a little more non-sequitur than the other Famicast guys, I think. So I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Yes, absolutely. And Cyrus, how about you, buddy? Uh, you can find me at, at Celsi. Um, I'm going to be hopefully posting more art over the next while, so if you want me drawing cool anime girls... Dick anime girls? Dick! May is next on my list, so there will be anime girls. (laughs) Cool. All right. (laughs) Also robots. Nice. My robot wife. Hey, Danny, news just in. The the charts for this week have just come in, and Kirby's still at number one. Wow! Yay! Cool. And Splatoon and Mario Maker are in there as well. As Let's usual. record another podcast. <laughs> I think <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and close it out. It's getting pretty late here. Uh, I want to thank you, gentlemen, fine gentlemen, for joining me again. As always, really appreciate that. And of course, thank you guys out there, the listeners, for listening. Um, yeah, and we will catch you guys next time. Family crew out. Yeah. Thanks.